Hey everybody. Welcome back to Dialogue Choices. We just we're like a mold that just grows continuously and no one can stop us. We're back. Or some or you you pour things Nothing into the mold. Nothing can stop us except Christmas. <laughs> that stuff Why is pretty Christmas good for stuff? that week. <laughs> oh, that that was yes. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas the anti-podcast holiday. <laughs> uh god. We were having a very long conversation about dinosaurs off podcast because we're good at this feathers. yes and we're like we should really start the podcast but now i'm like how much do we go back and so the conversation devolved into from dinosaurs to jurassic park <laughs> and to the music of jurassic park and arguing about the themes we're, and we're why john about... williams scores are important yeah. uh, this is we did that all in five minutes this is a bad yeah. this is a bad podcast this is a really bad way to start a podcast <laughs> It is. Okay, but the important so part is audience, we, we need you we need you to be here for the experience of discussing why a John Williams score is important even though all he does is the fundamentals of music. That's uh, the question. And, I like I like and, the way you put it. And like exactly it. how how John Williams is known, but say everyone else on the planet who makes normal music like normal humans is not. All I'm um, doing is all I'm doing is regurgitating information from Sideways, which and, is just one of the best YouTube channels. But and He's great. I, from my experience, it's because most movies don't have scores that matter to the context of the movie. They have scores that just make noise. And that's not what music is supposed to be, especially in a movie. Yeah, like, when you just make sounds happen, that doesn't, that's not music. I can make sounds happen with my ass. That's not music. No, it is music. Or like, Dun, 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 sounds can dun, have a very dun, dun. sounds can can have a, a very deep meaning even especially when when tied to images like just drums in the background if you play the drums like simple boom, 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 every time there's the monster on camera you grow to associate those sounds it's not you know it's not a very developed musical idea but it's still you, you, over the course of the movie you associate the drums with a with a monster it's still yeah, it's still there there I are ways you that mean, you can, but... There, yeah, but there are like there are ways you can use music to, uh, to like sum up a feeling, yeah, uh, and like that's that's the thing about Jurassic Park. You, is the you first do it time in a really Pavlovian way. You just yeah, <laughs> literally give people that feeling and then play that music when it's happening, and then you can yeah. and then after you've programmed your audience to associate a song in a certain way, you can reuse that music again to revive that feeling in certain other contexts. But and there are some songs. And if you're smart about it, you can you can you can use it to infer things that aren't on screen. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. and there are some. But I mean, there are ways you can fail to do that too. There are plenty of ways you can make um, a bad a bad song tied to something, and it a bad composer would perhaps yeah. play the song at the beginning of the movie and then at the end just play it again, and people, oh, it's the song from the beginning of the movie, and now it's yeah, very loud. Like, well, <laughs> that, I mean, that also comes to, to like. That also does or deals with like directors too. Like, there's more. Yeah. There's a lot of like pieces in making a movie, and a composer shows up and does like his his specifically required part, which is, hey, we need music for these sections. Please make the music, and that's it. He walks away like, I made the music. Hope you have fun, and that's it. He doesn't get to show up at the director's booth and go like, no, no, no. You have to play it exactly as the car shows up. Like, he just says, hey, look, I record music for these scenes at this time. If you use them, you don't. If you do, you do. 
And yeah, ideally the scene. Yeah, ideally the music is yeah. made for specific scenes, and that's the yeah, point of it. Yeah, Steve Spielberg could show up and be like, "Actually, we're canon the whole thing, and dinosaurs just are always on the screen at all times." And John's like, "Well, I already made the music. Like, <laughs> you either want new music or you don't." Uh, like music scoring is so complicated thing. that for a lot of good movies, like the the it doesn't even like when it's when they, even when they're playing the same theme in a different moment, it's not actually the same piece of music. Like it's actually the Lord a of the Rings has that a, a lot, new different recording. The Rings is like a fucking opera. <laughs> it's no. I mean, what yeah. I mean is like it has the same it's themes, weird. but oh, played yeah, like, multiple Lord... times in multiple under even multiple uh, like it's not even the same song effectively because it's it's just sort of deconstructed or or accelerated or skipping some beats and it's all you know that's what Keith I think that's what Keith is talking about. Hey, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are both examples of really elaborate and put together uh scores that specifically uh there's a, there's a series of different themes that represent different ideas throughout the entire film that are always associated with those specific things like there will be a theme for the ring and there will be a theme for the shire and there'll be a theme for like Sauron and stuff like that and the orcs and those will play in specific contexts and, and like they're burning your brain like that dun dun dun, yes. <laughs> dun 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 stuff it's like it's just it's in there and you have an association with it it's not just like a song that plays sometimes because you like it or whatever and it, it, it leads to moments where like you can have like oh I'm gonna fuck with the audience here because I'm like having I'm gonna have like a moment where like like Frodo's looking listfully off or whatever, and it's like it's like the third movie, and they're so far removed from all context of familiarity and so on, and like maybe like I'm not using an exact a real example. I'm just imagining like what you could do with this kind of stuff because I don't I don't I haven't watched Lord of the Rings recently. But you could have like for example like you could do something like have uh, the Shire theme play when Sam saves Frodo from Shelob, and that'd be like. Oh, it's not literally the Shire, but it's like it's the only familiarity. It's, it's like he's in this context. Frodo is so removed from anything that he's ever known, and he's in a horrifying, dangerous place, and he's on the verge of dying. And in this specific context, he is rescued by the only thing that connects him to the home that he once knew. And like, so you could be like playing the Shire theme, for example. The, the third movie like does have the the third movie does have a moment where. Uh, right at the very end where Frodo and, and Sam are talking to each other about the Shire and that particular song in the movie it, like if you get the Isn't that um, song like da 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 like that yeah, one that's yeah. the one but yeah. th there's a song where where they're in Mount Doom and they're talking to each other about you know the way back and all that yeah and, and it's like the that whole piece like of that dialogue to be nostalgic it is, but it's also so amazing because it goes through phases and it just goes as, as Sam is talking and, and and then the counterpoint that, that Frodo uh, makes to Sam's hopefulness is just, uh, it gets darker and it's just such a beautiful track. And it, it, if you get the uh, the soundtrack, you don't get to see that like in the movie because in the soundtrack it's just the extended notes uh, or the extended sort of themes of, of each one of those parts. So it doesn't quite work. I like listening to the soundtrack uh, DVD for me never really works like the, it does in the movies because it's just not the same thing because it doesn't yeah. work as really? well. Yeah, it's just like go back to it every time. Oh. I'm like looking for those little bits, those moments where in the movie it's like, I want to be in this part of the song for five or ten minutes. But it, it doesn't it doesn't happen in the soundtrack because it's not I there. It's to... like, it's different I, for I, me, I, I think. I always, I mean, I that, that's the kind of music I prefer is, uh, is like non-lyric-based music. 
-hmm. so I, I, as a kid, I always had a lot, like I had the Jurassic Park, the Lost World, Titanic, uh, like a lot of soundtracks to, to movies because I really like famously nonverbal Titanic songs. <laughs> There's a, the only one that There's you one. know of is know. my heart will go on that's yeah. it and no, everything actually, else is like actually Titanic has some pretty good music i legitimately can't like, remember its soundtrack like the music oh, of really them good. like getting off of the boat is really good where it's like dun, 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 yeah i may have only seen it dun, 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 dun. and you can hear like yeah, when you're a, listening to james it. yeah it is a james cameron movie yeah. You can they hear like music. the moment when you know them, the water hits the boat, like gets into the boat because you can feel it in the soundtrack. You're like, oh shit, someone's dying. Like, it's like yeah, really yeah. good. And then, yeah, like the last song, I was like, and uh, like my heart will go on. It's like, why are you here? Like, go away. Like, one of the There's reasons, so I, one of the reasons I love going through sideways as a channel is because he, he dissects this stuff really well and, and goes into like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, like examples of how like a theme changes meaning over time over the course of like decades of media where like originally there was a there was a song that was basically it was functionally like luke's theme in that it was i think it was called the twin sons and it was like the song it was the song that plays when luke looks out over the horizon to see the twin sons on the horizon and it's like the call yeah. to adventure like the dun 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 dun, dun. And over the course of the franchise, it just morphs and loses its original meaning, and it just becomes the Force theme, basically. Like, it functionally yeah. becomes the song they play every time the Force happens. So you'll have somebody completely divorced from Luke that has nothing to do with him that will just randomly be, like, using... They'll wow. have a big moment where they lift, like, a, a jet. <laughs> they lift, a, they lift a, a spaceship out of a pond or whatever, and they'll play that song dramatically over it, and it becomes more and more separate from him. But uh, I don't know what happens when you keep uh, when you keep like pulling John Williams and you do things that he does. Yeah, and you're yeah. necromancering your franchise forever. Yeah, but I mean, poor a, John Williams is like done with Star Wars. He made he made <laughs> the soundtrack for three movies, and he's like, all right, that's it. Yeah, you know, like he moves on. Oh, he did stuff. way he more than three movies. I think he did the no, entire but you know prequel what I mean? series. Like, I'm saying he like he put his effort into the first three movies, and then you yeah. go to like the rest of the songs, you kind of realize like, oh, you're kind of well, except for Duel of the Fates, where you're like, oh shit, someone woke him up he like came out of a slumber and did duel the fate somehow and then like moved back on doing very just eh, all right star wars music whatever yeah what was uh, interesting is that uh he he uh he made a video about the the sequel trilogy and largely confirmed a thing that people mostly thought was true already which was the idea that they had no plan for what Ray's parentage was and what the answers were and so on, and we're just leaving it as an open question, but not really knowing how they were going to answer it from the beginning. Uh, I think, I think he made this movie. I think he made his like conspiracy style video before Last Jedi was even out. Basically, like I think it was just one movie in, and he was already like, "I cracked the code. They don't fucking know." Uh, and it's <laughs> wow. because he looked at the music themes and what they mean, and it looked like here's the here's the th songs they play here, and here's the songs they play here. Like, what does this mean? Like, and like, what what could this mean here, and so on? And it was like, and it's like there is no conclusion. Like, the, not only is there no conclusion musically about like what uh Ray's parentage is and so on but specifically he came to the conclusion that john williams was specifically leaving ray's theme open in a perfect way where you could slot in either light side or dark side themes into her theme and have it work 
like, like you could augment her theme later. Like it was, she he literally made her theme like a work in progress theme that could be modified later if they want if they wanted to make it work with and and evolve with the understanding of the character later because they didn't have Star a plan Wars. for it. It's fucking Star fascinating. Wars deserve, Star Wars doesn't deserve John Williams. <laughs> He's so, like, he God seems damn, to be so fucking good at this. Yeah, like this is this is his thing. He's like a great. He has so he has won so many like awards. Even, he's even a when great they don't composer. have a solution for what's happening, he has a solution. He has a solution. Yeah, John shows up and he's like, oh, "Fine, I'll do I'll do the hard decisions here." Like I I, I feel bad because like the he, yeah there there's like the yeah he's stuck in this franchise hell now where you know yeah, he's probably so much money. Well, it's hard, not. It's, what a hard life. <laughs> I, I mean more of just like I, I feel bad that you know well ba- making art isn't always like oh sure he gets yeah, paid no. but it's a you pain. know if you don't enjoy what you're right. doing like if he shows up to work and he's like god damn is this really where you're gonna give me again like look at this script that I, honestly, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if he probably did like making the Star Wars music even more recently but I, it was probably I, I'm trying to remember if he worked on Rise of Skywalker and like that one was supposedly like he a did. Crunch, that was supposedly a crunch nightmare where they were like last minute rewriting and reshooting and changing a bunch of the movie and so that had to be like like binge scored and it's like oh like that's that if he if he quit then that's probably why it's like all right i'm done mm-hmm. with, with you guys do you, you, do you the, happen to know if you're gonna ea your soundtrack did he do et i just imagine he, he did, did e. like i just imagine he did like steve uh, he, steven he, spielberg okay. movies did he do yes, indiana he, jones uh, yes he did I've never did, seen Indiana Jones. Shows, list, I'm like, I know it's that probably one. John Williams. <laughs> the first time I, I I learned about him was actually Schindler, Schindler's List, and it was the, the the I think it's the only movie that I've watched with his. No, think I of, watched. Um, think of another. As well. Think of another theme song that is like super iconic and Dark Crystal. Like, no. Fuck I you. Don't was, <laughs> hold on, I don't know if he was in Dark Crystal. Hold on. Most iconic Dune. fucking song ever. Uh no he he did the theme song for Harry Potter oh yeah he did uh, yeah like no, he, come he, on he's man. so fucking good at, like, he's so fucking good at melodies can't, can't sleep on John Williams that man just will come out of nowhere and be like well your franchise is alive forever could you imagine could you imagine, imagine that not being the theme song of Harry Potter <laughs> no, it would be impossible. crazy it retroactively like, becomes the theme song to the books <laughs> like it's just canon yeah. to the universe and the fabric of that world even though it was made not like well after everything even when the first movie was basically probably done-ish and he just like makes the canon sound of what that world is no, he's, he's, he's genius meanwhile Me- for uh, for fun the uh the guy the the composer who made the soundtrack for lord of the rings um howard shore he he has made two he has made a score for two very very wildly divergent movies um from lord of the rings one of Weekend which is bernie's one of them is <laughs> mrs doubtfire <laughs> oh i don't know that one oh, yeah, john, other, john williams probably did home alone the other is twilight <laughs> Does Twilight Which is... even have a theme song? <laughs> wow! Do you know what it is? All I know is that yeah. there's a Muse song. They play, uh, I think they play Supermassive Black Hole while they're playing baseball. <laughs> Which is like an unreasonably song. cool song to play for such a bizarre scene of like, 
I think it's just like a bunch of gray vampires standing in the middle of an open field in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> a scene so empty looking that they, they, they look green screened into it. And they're just like trying to play basket, uh, trying to play baseball, but cool. And it's like, it's like that fucking song by Muse. And it's like, yeah. this is too, this sounds way too cool for how stupid the screen is right now. <laughs> also, yes, John Williams did do Home Alone. <laughs> Yay! There you go. I'm winning John Williams bingo. That's not how bingo works. <laughs> he's uh he's He's done a lot. He's when done are, way too much. When like, are we John Williams force ourselves to, to watch Twilight like, and do commentary over it for a pod- podcast series. I've, I've already seen every movie of Twilight. I don't know I what have, you're I haven't seen for. any of them. Oh my god, you're missing out. Am I? Uh, <laughs> is I that mean, the yeah. word for it? Yeah. I heard like five minutes once and I that was good for I've for heard the rest. nothing happens in what any was, of them until the last five first? minutes every time. I mean, just, doesn't that depend on what you consider something? It's just it's you, just movies of like meaningful looks and rapey themes, and then suddenly plot, 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 plot. Oh my god, who are these people? Oh god, credits. But maybe the <laughs> the, the the meaningful looks and rapey. What <laughs> the rapey themes are the content. Oh, sir. themes, right? Yeah, maybe that's the plot. Maybe that's what they're there for. <laughs> I mean, that's not what plot is. It could just, be. This is not what the word means. Yeah. Uh, well, in Twitter world, it might. In Twitter world, oh god, <laughs> isn't isn't plot like a thing, like a a euphemism for fan service, uh, basically? Uh, yeah, plot is a. Uh, oh yeah, a you, you mean in an anime, anime world? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's whenever there's like, like a, a whenever there's like a a swimsuit episode or something, you're like, oh yeah, the plot, right? It's yeah. been weeks, <laughs> and the, the 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 or at least it's been at least a week, and the the giant the vampire giantess thirst posting has not vanished. It's, it's still, I, I don't think I still, it will. I still keep seeing it. it this it is going to last nice. until the game is out right. and beyond. <laughs> it's just how they are going to build the hype machine. For wait, sorry for I. Blacked out for a second for what? What did you say? It's what we talked Resident about last Eagle? week during the podcast. The Resident Evil giant vampire oh, thirst posting. Vampire. It's still I'm still seeing it when I scroll. I really it's don't. I I don't get it. I really they don't revealed like how a she second looks. vampire lady. She looks she's really smaller. bad. She's smaller. Yeah, well, she's I, like regularish size, and what? she's got like <laughs> goth vibes, I guess. It's mm-hmm. weird because like Resident Evil. I mean, Resident Evil people don't look good. Like they. What do you mean that little kid from from? Uh, they're always from, supposed uh, to look like you know, like especially the of the he villains. Was a super they monster, always yeah. look terrifyingly look like ugly. Like I would never want to interact with these humans <laughs> in my life. There's is like Resident like, Evil Four that has the kid. There's like a is. worrying corpsiness to it. Are you talking about Ashley? Like the president's daughter. No, the, no. The, the kid that's really annoying in Resident Evil 4, or maybe 5, I don't know, because I didn't play them. No, oh, the one, dre- the one that dresses up like Napoleon, the enemy? Yes, that one. Uh, yeah. Isn't he like the super monster? Yeah, all, yeah, all the enemy... Oh, that's All four, the enemies yeah. in Resident Evil, if they're people-ish, they still have like... They look like... They have like corpsey skin. Like corpse brown. Yeah, like, they all, have like... It's all and gray the, and like... Uh, well... The, and the lady, vampire lady the looks lady the same also. way, and I'm like, oh yes, god, yeah. I hate it. I hate everything about how she looks. It's like, and people well, are like, oh, head monster. But yeah, I but think, I like, think people just push Evil, past that. That's 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 yeah. some like true I mean, like stuff. Sexy then, Frankenstein like, has been a theme for like decades at this point. Like that's just a type, apparently. 
I never hate. <laughs> she, yeah, that's right. She's basically sexy Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah, the Bride I, of Frankenstein. Just, oh, I that's know, man. I never watched that movie. I know it's like movie. thinking any kind of well, uh, the Bride of Frankenstein is just are cute. part of the original Frankenstein story. I think. Oh really? Yeah, Bride of Frankenstein is a, yeah, it's like canon. Yeah, um, I remember the I, monster uh, movie lore. Like the original novel, I think, basically. Because I, I remember I, I read Junji Ito's Frankenstein, and I was like, huh, he went some weird weird directions with this that I didn't expect. And then I talked to Stephanie, and she was like, no, that's just what happens in Frankenstein. <laughs> like, that was actually was an a supposedly an accurate adaptation of the original Frankenstein. It's just that the movie... Frankenstein that was like a, a railroad, right? It was like a weird train ride. You're like, what the hell's happening here? Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of yeah, old movies are like there's, that. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of, oh, and that happened. Uh, but in a the movie's condensed it in the very mo much. There's like, yeah, he makes scary monster. People hate monster. Ooh, yeah. All, like, all the iconic oh. scenes of the movie in many cases are things that aren't really what happened in the book or <laughs> are not the same way and stuff. Like, cause it, it is like this, like this monster happens and he's like a peaceful monster, but everybody hates him and attacks him and drives him away. And then he probably, and I think there's like a, a woman that's like, nice to him and he accidentally kills her because he doesn't understand his own strength or something and he's because he's like a child in a monster body like, and i think like a lot of that is made up by the movie uh and so i mm. went and only having some vague images in my head of a movie i've never seen either uh i was definitely like oh <laughs> this isn't what i thought was going to happen in this book when i was reading the adaptation of uh, junjito's manga adaptation of the of the uh of the book so i thought he was taking creative liberties but it's actually just what happened in the real book supposedly Young there's a lot of old, old the horror canon. there's a lot of old horror that works like that the, where the original story is just sort of either it doesn't work anymore because we our sensibilities have evolved or they have been just so readapted by movies that like I, I'm, I'm thinking of the Nosferatu specifically I think the original movie is it the Nosferatu that, that is the first Dracula movie I don't, I don't remember I'm not a maybe. I don't know if Nosferatu or Dracula a, came first. No, because I, I, I guess Vlad the Impaler came first, but I don't think he was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's an adaptation because I, I got it. I, I don't remember exactly, so it's worth what it is for me to say this. But uh, I, when I was a kid, I was really into Jules Verne, and Jules Verne has this one book that is very different from everything else that I read from him, and it's the Castle in the Carpats or something, and. Um, it's basically a horror uh, horror book, a horror novel, but it's really weird. It's because it, it, at the time I knew what horror was um, and I, it, I was like probably 10 or maybe a little bit older. Um, and for me, the book felt really weird and, and I didn't like it. And later on, like probably when I was 16 or, or a little bit older than that, I went and looked into why that book even existed. The Castle in the Carpets or whatever it's called. And apparently it's a ripoff that Jules Verne did of uh, the original the Dracula or the original the original book, the original sort of, of like romance. Yeah, so it came out like six years after because apparently in that, <laughs> at that time uh, it was really popular to just have horror uh, monster stories basically in, in novels. And yeah. he was trying to get a get a grip on that. And he didn't he didn't get a grip on that. He didn't write a, another book like that ever. <laughs> There's, there's always After been that. there's always been fairly desperate people just trying to sell copies of things, even fam famous authors. Yeah, like there's but, a yeah. there's like the novelist that wrote a book that famously predicted the Titanic crashing, but then if you go back in time, you're like, oh wait, no, he just already had a book. 
that about was about, it was about a ship. Oh, that one, he, yes. And he changed it after the Titanic happened to make it seem relevant to that. And then it, then people discovering it way later and were like, wait, this book was originally published at this date. That's before the Titanic happened. He predicted the Titanic, but it's like, no, because the, the first edition of that, which is the original published date, didn't have any of those connections. It was a That's re- just a, it was a fancy version it. of... That's a fancy version of saying The Simpsons predicted the future. Yeah. Except with books and Titanic. Which that's always its own bag of shit stuff where it's like, it's like, well, one thing, Simpsons just has a billion plot lines. And the other thing is that many of these elements have just, we're, we're just already, like many things that are seen as now and new were just things that already existed in slightly different forms in the past. So the episodes were just about that. Like, yep. oh my god, this Simpsons predicted Trump running for president. It's like he's not he did he, he's not new to politics. <laughs> like he did that like I think the first time he did was like ninety eight or something. Like him him doing him him getting involved in politics in irritating ways has been a very long running thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like people just have a very short term idea. I also I'm as somebody who has covered a lot of quarantine games, like pathologic and pathologic 2 and oh, that sort of sometimes people games. see sometimes people mean zombie games and also like uh subnautica is literally a quarantine like that's the plot of the game oh yeah uh, but it is yeah yeah uh, i'm sure it's like oh my god this game predicted 2020 is like a fucking date comment i get every day and it's i'm so <laughs> sick of it oh my fucking god <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of this. We've had pandemics before. Quarantine as a concept wasn't invented in 2020, like even <laughs> remotely. I'm sure that's on your, is that like on, mostly on your pathologic let's plays? Uh, Vampire gets it a lot because oh. that game, despite being incredibly yes. forgettable trash, is more successful than pathologic because that's the justice we live in. <laughs> oh, how did? Yeah. Most, did, not, did everyone just like forget the bubonic plague happened? Did everyone yeah. just like vanish that out of their fucking? I thought everyone cortex? had forgotten about a vampire, but everyone's like revisiting it in the context of the of the plague, and I'm like, you're revisiting the wrong game from that year. I thought I th- I, I I mean I don't think vampire is better than than pathologic too, but I thought it was if it didn't have the combat like it does, it yeah. wasn't a half bad game. It wasn't the worst. It just. It had one really clever idea that it failed miserably at executing on, and then Wait. it really didn't have anything else going for it. <laughs> it's pretty what much was just that clever one, idea. Uh, the fact that it, every community is an interconnected web of NPCs that all affect each other's stories, and that oh. you, as this bloodthirsty vampire, are going to like impact this world Make because yeah. you have to eat people. But like y- the game was so easy, even on <laughs> higher difficulties, like. You could reasonably beat the game with relatively few uh, re- yeah. kills. In fact, some people got through the game with no kills at all, I think. But it, like, it felt to me like it was just a, the side quest tree, just in a different yeah. interface. And like every other region served up a handful of like truly despicable people that were really easy to justify killing. Uh, and so yeah. like it was just like, oh, this you really... Like I, 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 if I remember correctly, I had to like make up my own rules. Like I had to force myself to feed on people. I had to invent, <laughs> I had to invent a thirst mechanic that wasn't in the game, in order to make the game, in order to inter- interact with that system in a meaningful way. Because I was so frustrated that there was this whole system here, but like 
to be a good guy and get the good ending or whatever and only eat when I really have to, I would just basically not eat anybody and, and like nothing was going to happen. And I'm like, but that's the only interesting thing in this game. <laughs> like you should never have I like think... a, a morality system or like some kind of like thing that incentivizes you just to not engage with the only good part of a game unless that good part of the game is going to self incentivize like that. What the game needed to have was a vampire like bloodlust mechanic where you need to feed every X number of like levels or X number of like hours or whatever or else uh, you would like go into a blood frenzy and like feed on somebody that you don't get to choose or something like that, which is a mechanic mm-hmm. other bl- blood other vampire narratives have, including I think uh, even like Vampire the Masquerade tabletop stuff might have mechanics like that even because like it the, the, it, if de- you, it depends if on you, your clan. The, yeah, and, and ga- if you take this kind of game and threaten people with the idea that you'll lose control and feed against your will. Then suddenly you have the incentive like, okay, I need to now I need to like split hairs here because I'm like, I'm going to try to be like some kind of good person or whatever. But if I don't feed on somebody, then the disasters could be consequent, like the consequences could be disastrous. Like maybe I'll fucking collapse this entire community and wipe them all out if I don't like keep myself in check. And so like something to engage with on an interesting level would have saved that entire game but instead they just lazily applied rpg mechanics to it and by and by rpg mechanics i don't mean role-playing mechanics i mean video game rpg mechanics which is that there's a skill tree so i feel your only incentive to eat people was to level up (laughs) i feel that it's dangerous to tie gameplay mechanic or rather role-playing mechanics where you know when we're talking about who to eat effectively or who to kill tie them to gameplay mechanics in such a drastic way like it, it's i think it's cool like if, if it's uh, no 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 what i mean is like imagine you don't eat anybody and then you go into a frenzy like you do in vampire bloodlines for example it's 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 usually just a call for you to just reload the game and i think they designed the games also aware of that a that's lot of why people you make just an auto saving one slot game that doesn't let you do it <laughs> <laughs> but then if you do that it does change you know, also, it, it, if you're the, the kind of person that faces consequences and your reaction to those consequences to be like, oh, I'm just going to undo that and not interest, not interact with this game in a meaningful way, then I, I, at some point that's on you. Yeah. That's your choice to just refuse to engage with the game's mechanics the way that they're intended to be. But the, the, Pathologic's oh, yeah, really fucking true. clever about that one, though. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, yeah? <laughs> you think you can dodge around the uh, our uh, stuff? Well, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> <laughs> with its fucking I, like, I gotta come, persistent yeah. consequences after you load saves. I got a comment the other day just about me reloading saves in Pathologic 2. And I was like, yeah, and even with all that reloading, I still didn't get the ending because I couldn't finish the game. <laughs> I got the bad ending, basically. Oh. Because, yeah. It, you, it had, like, just, you, like, failed the campaign, essentially? The very, yeah, the very last day, there's, there's this uh, pursuit that you have to do. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I just, I was, for the last couple of days, it was it, it, just a mad dash for resources and for trying to f- figure everything out, and I couldn't do it. I, I had a all, pretty, I had a pretty decent run going throughout the whole thing. Uh, like, it was going pretty all right. I get comments every now and then about how I didn't get, like, a couple of, like, significant scenes because I didn't have that particular thing go that particular way and so on. But for me, the main sticking point was, like, near the end... 
there's like a kind of a stealth combat gauntlet area, which mm-hmm. may or may not be optional or whatever, but... I had to watch your videos yeah, to I, know how to get past that, because I couldn't yeah, do it when, when I was in that part, I'm just like, oh my fucking god, it is hard yeah. to survive this. And so I was suddenly, st- like, stocking up on deaths in a way that I was not happy about, because every death has permanent consequences, even if you load your saves, which is yep. a hell of a new stress to introduce to your game. <laughs> That was yeah, really, what I that did was there is what I did there was uh, explore to it, uh, explore it as as much as I could before somebody attacked me, and then reload immediately as soon as somebody attacked me. I basically cheated, basically, but it was yeah. still very difficult. That game is difficult. It's it's the it, I think Pathologic Two could it, I don't know I don't know if it's a failing of the game or if it's just the nature of, of the of their writing. What I mean by that is I don't know if if it's a failing of of the uh, the gameplay mechanics or if, or if it's the nature of the writing that it's very difficult to get into a mindset where you know you're gonna play the game again after you've played the first time because it's a game that's designed for that but it also takes sixty or seventy hours to beat and then you reach the end of the game and you're like I want to play it again but it's also sixty or seventy hours yeah you know uh, it, I think I think there's just any long game that's that's kind of grueling in any in any way is that you. You're not sure if you want to ever come back to it. Even even uh, Disco Elysium, where it's not like grueling in the way that Pathologic was, but just the fact that I was like, especially as a Let's Player, reading aloud reams and yeah. reams of text and knowing that a lot of that text will probably be the same, uh, even though the significant cool things will happen that are be different next time. Uh, it's definitely like disincentivizes doing the whole thing again. Well, that's kind of the nature of replaying games in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's... To- you really have to love a game if you want to go back and if it's more than like 10 to 15 hours like I'm yeah. not... there are some games that le- that lend themselves a little bit better for that anything that goes Shorter closer to ha- the is definitely helpful yeah well yeah like i i yeah, want that's right yeah like uh rpgs I... are always the ones where i'll never go back and play it again if i did it once that's i count that as the canon because i'm not going to go and find <laughs> the other routes <laughs> you will be baked like, and then there will be cake like i've played pathologic i've, I've played portal one over and over and over <laughs> and over but like you you legitimately beat it in 90 minutes like it's so yeah it's such a short and game. also it's relatively linear it's not like there's it's a whole lot to find after you beat linear. it once <laughs> yeah yeah but like uh, in the sense there's, that there's it, secrets a, sometimes a sec- but oh yeah it is a linear sequence of puzzles yeah, I mean, that's what I did. I played it twice. I beat it normally, and then I went back and found all the secret stuff while playing it normally. That's and it was like, that's the one. That's it. That's all, I'm done. I don't need to play the game ever again. That's what I, I was trying to remember. I found myself revisiting Portal every couple of years, just because you could just be like, ah, oh, it kind of just like, it's like, it's like as if you felt like playing Journey. Like, you just, like, you just pop in, you go through Portal, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, one of the best games ever made. That was nice. And then it's done again. <laughs> it's but just also, so, it's the just fact so that it's short... The fact that it's short allows you to to keep those re you know experiences yeah. of re-experiencing the game, keep them keep the 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 will to play the game fresh. Yeah. Otherwise, you, maybe you, you, otherwise you just have the the opportunity cost is always hanging over you. Like I could play this game again, or I could play any other game for the first time. <laughs> There's always yeah. so many now more than ever before. Yeah. The, the the thing is pathologic the story itself is just it has to be a long game because yeah. of the first off the the of course the the the, the gameplay mechanics are 
lent to you spending the whole day doing things. But the, the I think if it they could somehow condense it into smaller chunks. Not even I'm not even talking about like a smaller game necessarily, but just smaller chunks that you could just sort of compartmentalize in your head a little bit better. Because especially Pathologic 2, it has such amazing moments and such great sequences, basically. They're, they're not really set pieces or anything, but it's just like <coughs> turn of, turns of events. I mean, of, it is already kind of separated into days. Yeah, well, the first one does it better, I think, in, in terms of separating into days. The second yeah. one is all a blur. For me, it was completely all a blur. Well, the uh, the second game blurred the lines between days because it created acts. Because uh, the way that the first game worked is that every single day there was like one or two mandatory quests and a series of side quests that are happening around the town, and you had to discover them all just by incident, basically, or by or by getting letters in the mail, basically. Like you had you uh you had to discover the quests. Like so, there was a there was a significant chance. That you would not even find the certain quests on a given day that, that they even were there, even some of the like the mandatory ones, mm-hmm. quote unquote mandatory, the main quests. Uh, and then yeah, the moment that the day transitions to the next day, you in, you the consequences of every single quest you do play out. Every quest you didn't do instantly fails, uh, and then the next <laughs> day clunkily starts immediately and so there's and the a new theater is yeah. being played at yeah. the how did they say it? Uh, I don't fuck. remember. It's like a new play is being rehearsed at the theater or something. That's like the that. one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Every day. Pathologic Two splits the game into acts, and so different intervals of days uh, all count as an act, essentially. And so you have like a big spider web of quests, and some of them end the day that like there's a there's like some that end the day that they appear, but there's a bunch of them that kind of like just kind of sit there in the background for a few days and and they won't really get resolved until the next major thing happens in the city so you can kind of you have like wiggle room of, of what to do with that which did blur the lines between the days because there weren't they weren't cleanly segmented anymore but there still mm-hmm. was like the pacing of the days and that the both games take place over the course of like two weeks and you have to do particular things on particular days and there's just sort of like a rhythm to the game and you're probably sleeping once a day and so on and so forth if nothing else, I just found it a, a clean way to like let's play the game was to play like a day at a time and then split that into I would just I would just play for a solid day and then uh often in one sitting maybe and then in editing I would figure out how many episodes I got out of that afterwards. That's how I did the Bachelor <laughs> Is it the No, no, the Bachelor is the first campaign in the first game and the second one is the Yep, Arospecs. The first game goes Bachelor, Arospecs, Changeling, and then in the second game, ideally, it would have started with the Bachelor again because, for narrative reasons, it's the easiest way to be introduced to the world and a lot of other stuff. And the Arospecs is the most mechanically complicated version of, of all the three characters, but but it's also the most they fun. Got in I trouble. Feel. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, they got in trouble because they ran out of they ran out of development time and money, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, which of these is the closest to being finished? And then they put out the Horospex campaign because they needed to put something out. And the, the, they were hoping... They were, they were trying to do the, the uh, Double Fine advent, Adventure game situation where they were hoping that putting out the first part of the game would get enough sales to generate the funds to like make the rest of the game. And it sounds like it didn't work out. But maybe... Oh. I don't know if the narrative changed at all after 
H-Bomber guy in Mandalore gaming and so on, like, covered their game. I don't know if that led to any sales spikes that would help them finish the game. But that was that was definitely, like, a, a bummer. It wasn't. Yeah. The, it wasn't the best sign when their their online store closed. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, I bought. I, mean, I bought the. Uh, I bought the Stairway to Heaven shirt, which was like their the floating staircase oh, it, from the first game shirt. I got it in XL, mm-hmm. thinking it would fit, and then it was very much not what we consider XL here. Uh, so I gave it to Stephanie. <laughs> I'm like this. I oh wait, can't, it's smaller. I, it's so much smaller. I couldn't. I, it was like stretching around me. I'm like, this is not. This is not an American XL. <laughs> I, I made a mistake here. So that was that was I sad thought, because that was a big. I the that was a long was smaller wait in the and a lot of shipping to get that. But, I thought the uh, XL was smaller in the UK. But I but I also got. A, I have a copy of the Pathologic tabletop game. That also you bought on their yeah. Shop. I bought the two of them together, and it came with like some stickers and some things that just like weren't part of the order necessarily, but they just kind of give them to you. And amusingly, it came in like a janky like cardboard box that was kind of like bent and weird looking, and it had the entire top surface of the cardboard box was just covered in stamps in a grid <laughs> because they had, they had to pay for the they had to like fund the shipping for international from Russia to. Uh, the United States via just like sp- sh- just sh- just stamp spam, just a giant fucking collage of of, of stamps. It was such a visual. I've like never thought about keep stamps the- like that before. Did you keep the box? No, I did not. That's just that's just I I it's, it's, it's gonna- tempting to do this sometimes. Like I I like I have a shirt from Movies with Mikey that came. Specifically, like they're all customized. Like they spray, they they spray paint the logo onto each box individually, so each one of them is slightly different. And they like write little like notes, almost like you're writing in a yearbook. And they and it's like signed and stuff. But it's just like at the end of the day, it's like it's just it's just a cardboard box that the the merch came in. I can't keep <laughs> that's fair. Enough. I can't keep like clinging to all of these. Like oh my god, sentimental value. It's like I I mean it's just it's, it's not even a person I actually know, <laughs> and it's like keeping every instance of this was just like at some point you just have like a weird pile of moldy trash in your house that's what i have (laughs) (laughs) yeah they haven't released the news since uh october 2019 so oh man i I really do want to play the other two campaigns i want them to come out man the the marble nest it's such a good pitch. It's so weird, but also it's like so much better than the. Uh, it feels like it's gonna be so much better than the first game, the the that particular campaign. There's so much going on. Then the Marble Nest come out first because it was like the teaser. I think it's supposed to be like the. I, day, I played it. I after. think it was supposed to be like day one of the Bachelor or something. Yeah, or no, I'm not sure if it's day one or if it's like day three or something because he's sick, so it's all weird. Ah. You getting into the storyline in 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 media res. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, it's so yeah, wild. In media res, the uh, I've noted, I don't know how the pronunciation works, but yeah, it's when it's used, you just pop in in the middle because it's a vertical slice. They probably want to introduce all the different mechanics. They probably want you to be infected. Yeah, yeah. Which is usually not mandatory in any of the campaigns. You never played Pathologic, did you, Andrew? No, no, I would never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too much effort for me. I don't I don't enjoy games that are that involved. It is infuriating uh, in some aspects. You. Yeah, like it's it, like I, I I the only reason I even like played Cyberpunk for example was because 
I <laughs> I wanted to see the fun of the train wreck, but yeah. I didn't I didn't know that it was <coughs> going to be as bad as it was because otherwise, like, there's no there is no enjoyment for me in playing RPGs. I don't I don't enjoy that. I'm, excuse uh, me, that I thought genre. we were talking about cyberpunk. No, I'm 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 saying like uh like the genre of RPGs. I'm like. Well, he's talking shit. Yeah, he's talking shit about you calling Cyberpunk an RPG. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, is no, it not? I'm I mean, it has I'm kidding. I'm numbers kidding. I'm that kidding. go up when you do stuff, and I consider oh, that. I'm just saying. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying I that ninety-nine percent of the basis of all RPGs now. Ninety-nine. Ever. No, maybe not ninety-nine, <laughs> but the vast majority of dialogue options are you going through the dialogues that don't finish the dialogue, and then the one that does. Yeah. That's no, it. I mean, There's, so it's so linear. I, it's unbelievable. I, I yeah. uh, games like Pathologic and stuff. I they don't have the appeal to me because I don't care about the world they're in. Is really the, the answer here? No, I wouldn't. You would. Like I would care if Pathologic had anime girls. I would definitely be more <laughs> into it. But like I, I like that's why I can do visual novels. But I can't do stuff like Pathologic where there's a lot of dialogue heavy stuff. But the majority of it is people I just don't give a shit about, and I At don't want to be around. I'm interested like, in why it bothers me more here. Uh, hmm. the Witcher dialogue system, because in Witcher, oh. Witcher Three had that where it's like, here's the you're talking to somebody. Here's your dialogue choices. One of them is gold. The other ones are white. The white ones are just like dialogue branches that give you more information, and the gold one proceeds forward. And when you get oh, two gold ones, I that's a choice. Uh, but in but like it, it's like it it it's like a fucking like. Like like a, it's like a, a chalkboard is being scratched. <laughs> I think I know happen, why. When it's happening in cyberpunk, but in Witcher, so, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I think I know well, why. Because so in, in regarding cyberpunk in specific, what I noticed first, and I didn't notice it. Uh, like I'm not correct in what I noticed, but I'm sort of correct. Is that th uh, what I thought it was? Is that all the lines that your character says are you clicking a button are you like making a choice in sort of more of a traditional role-playing game style where your character only says things when you click the line and but yeah. the, cyberpunk doesn't do that sometimes your character will say lines that you didn't click on it'll just continue the conversation but that doesn't happen nearly as much as it does in the witcher which though in the witcher games uh maybe yeah, not no, so much in the witcher it might, 3 it might be because which in witcher Geralt so clearly his own human yeah, that's. Yeah. The, I was about yeah, he, to say that's the thing is that in Cyberpunk you don't play the main character; you play the guy who's helping the main character do what he wants. You're talking that's about the whole point about of the, uh, the bodyguard. Johnny Silverhand is, is, is the only oh, char main character in that game. He's the main character. He's, he's the one who head. has. He's the one who has the goals and aspirations. He's the one who has yeah. like the plans and the connections, the people you meet. He is the one that gets the plot moving forward. You're just a dumb host with fucking spindly arms and legs who gets in the <laughs> way of the whole thing. Like, seriously, every time you do something, Johnny Silverhand goes, wow, what a fucking idiot. And then you I, sit there I, and you listen to him, like, tell you about something, how you're wrong, how he's right, and then you end up just doing what he says anyways. Like, it's like, yeah, all right. But I, I, just, I just find I myself think thinking that, that like, like, Geralt existed in several novels before the game came out. He has a set personality. And so you're kind of watching how he would interact with these scenes. But I... And then, there's I do branch, think that, and then there's branching uh, storylines that are within the wiggle room his personality allows. Yeah. I do think that Geralt says 
more lines without your input, way more lines without your input than a V does in Cyberpunk. Yeah. I think they, they scaled back the, the, the sort of autoplay dialogues, which was a criticism I remember of the first The Witcher. But honestly, I, I'm really glad that they the stuck third with it. Witcher. <laughs> the third Witcher? No, no, I'm, the, first, the first game, people were complaining about it, about it being like that in the first game, I remember. But they oh. stuck with it, and in the, the third game, you still get those sort of autoplay dialogues. I think that's good, because you're not really, you know, it's not the character that you made. It's some, you're playing somebody else, it's as yeah. you're saying. A conversation, so it, it lends yeah, itself. If they, if they can't, if they're not going to provide you with an inter, uh, a meaningful choice, then they might as well just let the conversation flow naturally. I, I, of, I think my biggest, so I think doing my like biggest the Fallout thing Four is, thing where it's like here's four dialogue options that are all secretly <laughs> the same dialogue option. Absolutely, it's yeah. so much better to write something You're that is tailor made for that situation. Also, yeah. I think what really helps is that in Witcher, it's a lot more grounded in terms of your you as Gerald or as Geralt are grounded in what you can do and what you can accomplish. Where in Cyberpunk, I could have literally wiped that town off the map like halfway through the game. I had way too many abilities. I had way too powerful <laughs> gear. There was lit I would just show up to a crime scene and wipe everyone out without looking at them. And I'm like, what? can I just go take out the bad guy now? And it's like, no, 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 no. We have to go in steps. I'm like, I can literally walk into the building and no one can stop me. I can hack <laughs> and make everyone commit suicide. I can literally just snipe people through walls. Why am I waiting? Whereas, it is, like, it is always Witcher, very funny whenever a conversation starts where you, you realize, like, oh, I see. This is going to go in the direction where you threaten me. And then we act like this is a real threat that can actually end in <laughs> yeah. bad things happening. And then, like, yeah. there's, like, been multiple times where somebody, like, I, I see for, like, 30 seconds in advance. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to attack me. And I would just shoot. I could just shoot them mid-conversation if they didn't, like, <laughs> force me not to in this context when they don't otherwise do it sometimes elsewhere. But then the moment, like, the guns draw, I just, like, <laughs> and my, my fucking, like, only half spec for stealth, but not really character who has no points in pistols, one shot, headshots them with a pistol, and they're dead yeah. instantly. And I'm like, wow, what a character. <laughs> yeah. What a boss fight and, that was. And so, before, what that are was you like, playing? They spent, like, they, spent, they spent, like, five hours setting up this encounter. And I, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, are you playing on normal or hard? I'm playing on normal because... I, I started on hard and then was miserable, uh, which I, might have less to do with the difficulty and more to do with the first missions being hilariously poorly balanced, where everything's dangerous, but also every enemy takes 500 shots to kill and they're yes. like boring bullet yeah. sponges and they, that, that goes away. That bothers me so much. I, like, I beat the game on hard and there yeah. are so many parts where people like, uh, like even in the, in the discord, someone was talking about the fact like oh there's a boss fight at the club where you don't have weapons and you have to like you can't you have to just negotiate with him i was like I just, no i killed him and it was like how did you kill him it's like i just killed him i just kept shooting him with shotguns until he died and it's like oh i literally I punched that. him like, i just he drew his gun <laughs> and i just beat him until he was unconscious and i'm like i don't feel like this is how this is meant to go no. but it went that way <laughs> I, yeah, like in, in hard mode, he could just one shot you. So I just kept hacking his eyes. So he was like blind <laughs> and I would just shotgun him over and over and over again. And then it was like, all right, I did it, I guess. Yeah. Is, am I, is this what I'm supposed to do? And like you get to a point where I felt so like godlike that I didn't even know. Like I didn't <laughs> like everyone who survived only survived by accident. Or like it was never my intention to keep people alive. It was like, oh, you 
shot him and like the <laughs> the the die rolled to where it didn't kill him but he's incapacitated or and like i would the, have to go and like, like purposely that, kill them the way that cyber cy- psychos just can't die unless you yeah, execute them like, on the ground and they i didn't know magi- that i was they're just, so they're just magically kill proof <laughs> and yeah and it's, i didn't know it, that going in and so like i would what i would do is i would take my sniper rifle out and shoot them twice get them down to like almost one shot to death and then I would have to pull out my fist and punch them to death because I thought that was the only way to keep them, bring them in. Once yeah. I did realize you could just shoot them to death, I just sat behind a wall, shot them three times, they were dead or they were yeah. like unconscious. And I was like, all right, wow, this is like the dumbest fucking game. No, I've, I've gotten through a huge percentage <laughs> of the Cyper Psychos by just headshotting them from stealth with a sniper rifle in one hit. I, like I literally one shot like, them. It's like, it's a boss fight and you just watch a health bar spawn and then empty. <laughs> <laughs> like wow cyberpunk makes me feel like what it what it must be like to be batman in the universe (laughs) where like no one can actually do anything to you you're just this unstoppable force of crime stopping but like everyone else feels like they have a chance to stop you and they try but it doesn't it doesn't do anything people keep trying to make games where you can be a stealth guy or a run and gun guy, and those are totally compatible playstyles that can exist in the same game. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't work. It so doesn't work. And I think it it's worked. I think it's never worked. I feel no, like it has. it's never I, worked. Like the, the like okay, Deus Ex Human Revolution does it well. I feel a good example of this who, in Cyberpunk. Are there people is, who in, who had a good time shooting through Deus Ex? Yeah, it's got a I bunch mean, of toys. Is that a thing, that that a thing people do? I just I don't do it, game. but yeah, yeah. There's it's definitely a game that's enjoyable. To, uh, I'm told I've never done it, but uh, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you can get you see reviews of people being like, "There's so I, many I'd toys." I try about, it at some point, which I probably will never play I, the whole game that way. But I don't. The cover system isn't as bad as Mass Effect. I don't trust so, like, like like rumors about how the games are playable because uh, I'm I'm talking about reviews, but because according it's, to like, it's not my my review. So yeah, because like according to like random people like. Ghost of Tsushima is like of the pinnacle of gaming in 2020. Yes, so I don't I'm that's not trusting point. people these years. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's not uh I, I ran and I just gunned through Deus Ex because I couldn't do the I couldn't I didn't have the patience. <laughs> yeah, it's about stealth patience. people. Stealth and is so, absolutely patient. Which is I mean, Dishonored was the same way for me. I couldn't I it just struggled with the patience of waiting to stuff. Oh, like, Dishonored's a good forget example. It. I'll just kill everybody. Just I've it's played so both much ways. Easier. Dishonored might I've be played, the example where it, it yeah. works. You're so, like, you have such works. powerful stealth abilities and do, can do all these cool, clever things, but also like in the moment of action, like you have you're this nightmare, like terrifying, lethal person with a bunch of scary tricks, but also like it's like high damage that's incoming, so you have to be careful. So like, yeah, that 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 was kind of an example that worked, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it just uh, I remember the thing that didn't a work lot of for work. me in Cyberpunk was I had I had a I had a um. A quick hack or a, like a hack ability where I can make someone commit suicide. And I had a, um, I have a, uh, I forget what the thing is called, but it's one of the, the, the thing that lets you have multiple quick hacks. I had a thing where it made it so that my, or no, it was one of my upgrades made it so that certain abilities were contagious. And so it would oh. spread to nearby people. And so I just went to a room and made like three people yeah. kill themselves. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh my god, is That's this horrifying. real? Like, and like, so I just walked into Contagious a room. Contagious suicide. Made, yeah, I just made one guy commit suicide. It spread to two other guys. I pulled out my sniper rifle, shot one guy who was too far away to get contagious. That is and just the other two, uh, the deeply other three just dark. Killed themselves. 
And it's like, all right, I did it. And I just walked away because it was just a minor crime. Like, that's it. The, 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 the day is saved, crime. I guess. Yeah, it's just one of those little blips on the map. Like, oh, there's a crime here. And I just showed up. I was like, all right, you guys kill yourself. I'm going to kill this guy. And then, like, it just walked away from him. He's like, you did it. Good job. And what like, a horrifying <laughs> concept that you just, like, oh, there seems to be some sort of gang shootout or something happening over here. And you just make them all death note. Like, yeah. You just, like, you just write their names on the death note and they just all die against their will in one go my my favorite one is that uh you could it makes it even worse for ones that are automatically contagious so like there's one where you can make people like cough like you basically infect them with a flu or something and they just start coughing and it does damage to them and they can spread that to other people but if you have the contagion it can spread to everyone and so i was just like that guy's contagious and i upgraded my damage so it was the max amount of damage possible and so they're just taking like 500 hits per cough and everyone's getting coughing and they're just like dying from a plague and i'm like uh that's very 2020 of you like yeah. all right and i just like yeah. again minor crime just drove on my motorcycle away didn't matter like it's just yeah, such I, a I, weird game like, i'm playing the i'm playing the game pacifist -y a lot of the time not always I'm so sorry. there's definitely a lot of moments there's definitely moments where i just like okay i'm just shooting my way through this tiger claw den we're just we're just doing this but uh yeah in many situations, it's like, ah, steal a play thing from this place. And it's like, either the people are explicitly not that guilty, or in some cases, I just acknowledge the fact that I don't have either. Either I'm either maybe I missed some context or maybe I forgot uh, uh, some of the intricacies of the world at some point between all the different factions or so on or, and all the names. Or maybe just sometimes you just don't fully know what's going on with people. And it's like, ah, are these people... Are these people I should really be killing in the process of getting this thing? And so in many cases, I'll uh, I'll try I try to ghost through everything. But I also find that's the most interesting experience. Sometimes is just being like, oh, I get to engage with this level design and like and like figure out how to navigate this world without killing any of the guards along the way. And like I'll and I'll incapacitate people, but I'll do it as li as little as possible because. Not necessarily because I'm like, oh, I feel so bad, but because if I incapacitate people, they become a body that I have to worry about getting found. So it's like it's best to just sneak past people. So uh, the only hack I use is blind. I just blind people periodically. Oh, yeah. And so I, I haven't really gone down the the dark, terrifying hole of all the distressing things you can do where you just look at somebody and they like fucking murder themselves or just die on yeah. eye contact and stuff like that which is it's some of the distressing stuff this game has that was like the <clears> thing that uh that was the thing that was infuriating to me about cyberpunk was be like how powerful i became where it gets to a point where the game like has to curtail you where the game has to like talk you like gaslight you into thinking you're not that strong because otherwise it pl the plot doesn't make sense it's like no, no. There's only you know. There's only two. Like there's only some options. You yeah. Can it's like have. how will we ever uh, face off against Arasaka? Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know. Arasaka's a big company. We yeah. may not be able to take it. I'm like, I can make them all commit suicide right now. Yeah. I can just do it. It's like, with well, my this, this side mission <laughs> like, introduced a a supercar with a mega gun on it that takes care of all their drones, and my and I can single handedly kill every humanoid enemy pretty easily. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what the problem is here. Like I. I it was it's so weird to watch and there's and the game itself is such a it's such, you know such a oh, mistake. That's, oh, that is uh, only Johnny Silverhand's plot. What, at the, the at least at least at least where I am and so on. Like yeah, uh, like Arasaka is a thing and and it seems inevitable that you'll deal with them 
over the course of the story no, that's the in some main way. Story. But like your your plot is trying to be not dying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's irrelevant. Uh you you well, this dying is, or this not is, is this is via your read where uh where you considered the protagonist inconsequential and Johnny Silverhand I, to be the only character that matters. I mean I, I beat the game. I'm I know. You, that's, I, that's I'm just the, that's I'm just saying that's explicitly <laughs> the plot of the game, though. Oh yeah, there's I a mean, lot of it's... games like that, aren't there? Where your protagonist's goal is to not die. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You. Uh, I'm think... No, no. More, I'm I mean, saying that's kind like, of your. That should be your. Like, that's the, the uh, yeah status quo. But I'm yeah, saying like for sure. example, Pills of Eternity one does that. Uh, and yeah. I, th I was. I just thought of another that I played recently as well. Well, yeah. it's it's your. Uh... Like where you're sick and you need to find a cure, and off you go into all the side quests. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's <laughs> uh, it, it's it's how you open up the possibility of having the ability to play like a wide variety of characters that all would behave really differently while still having a spine to the story oh. that can hold it together. Because you have Good to point. think about like I need like video games aren't D and D, so you need the ability to hold have a main story while trying to have the idea that you can play different characters that all behave differently so you try to come mm -hmm. up with a narrative aspect that is like universally appealing to every character type at once and you have mixed results obviously like fallout 3 is like go find your daddy which is like that might be universal or at least it might be a thing that appeals to both the good guys and the bad guys i guess <laughs> but plenty of people play fallout 3 and 4 and don't give a fuck about finding their yeah. dad slash son, which so it's not the most effective thing. Whereas uh, Fallout New Vegas is like, that guy shot you in the head. And hey, you're back alive. That's nice. But that guy shot you in the head. You probably want to figure that out. Like, you're probably <laughs> yeah. curious about yeah. what that guy's up to. And maybe you want to exact some revenge or at least talk to him again or something. So that's uh, in some ways the... more compelling. But a lot of games are just like, you have a curse that's killing you or in some various way or you're sick. Like uh, well, it creates it creates a timely tension. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a thing that you need to get done within an X amount of time, or else you, the person that you are currently playing as, will die, which means you have failed. Yeah. So and like, like cyberpunk's you, yeah. like you're you are you are cur you are you are going to die, and you're going to die in a way that's kind of a uniquely horrifying cyberpunky kind of way. Try to fucking deal with that. <laughs> you better you better fucking try to fix that problem. Uh. And then, like, I think, like, a, a, a slightly different rift on it is, like, Dragon Age Inquisition, I think, is the one where you have, like, there's, like, demon rifts opening everywhere. And you're, and you're like, the as the Inquisitor, you were, like, specifically weirdly infected with, like, there's this thing in your hand that is, uh, wow. there's this thing in your hand that lets you close rifts, but it's also killing you. Oh. So, that you're sing so that it explains why you're the main character and why you're special and everything, but it also, like gives you like this compulsion of like even if you didn't care that much about the fate of the world necessarily it's like there's only following this storyline is the only way you're gonna like get down to the bottom of like how the fuck what to deal with your your impending doom yeah, it's kind of just a kind of just I, a go-to way the inquisition game otherwise you're otherwise uh, it's, games it's have tricky, to make like though. assumptions yeah it's tricky coming up with the uh, with interesting motiv main motivations for open yeah. world rpgs sometimes the game can just assume like hey you bought this game the the premise of this game is this theme so clearly you're into that so we can just assume you're into that so we're going to give you a character that's into that like a <laughs> alpha protocol 
Alpha Protocol, you play as a guy who wants to be a spy. And so the mission, the, no, the that's game, cool. the game opens that's with a, him a good solution. trying to pass the test to become a spy with this agency. And it's like, if you didn't want to be a spy, why'd you buy this game? <laughs> like, you must want to be a spy because you bought the game about being a spy, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> so we're just going to assume your character is into that because you should be into that. And if that contradicts your role playing, I don't know what you were expecting, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other way is to have such a long first chapter, or not necessarily a very long first chapter, but the first chapter be very linear so that you can build your own motivations. Like, for example, Control 2 does. Although there yeah. are, there's also the they're going to get you plot that yeah. later. Usually somebody's after you. Because you, you, you have to account for Andrews, basically. Like, you have to figure out what to do <laughs> with the idea that, like, what if the protagonist... What if your player just doesn't give a fuck about, like, whatever character uh, you've decided is the crux of the story or whatever? Like, I don't think you have to. I think that's kind of a... I think that's where you, you get a you lot of... You don't necessarily have to, but you end up with the situation of, like, I don't fucking care! And it's like, okay, well, then what do you, what is the, you, what's going to be the basis of your role-playing if you don't care about don't, yeah, the thing play that the we, game. we assumed you'd care about? Like... Not everything has to be like I don't think every media has to be for me, and yeah. no, I think that's it, why I, that's why I don't play <clears throat> RPGs because I don't care. I just don't fucking care, but it's, and I would it's rather a, not be in a position where I have to make a game developer cater to my wills than like I'm just gonna go play Spyro. I'll have fun. But it's an indicator. Like, it's, like like it's like a barometer. If your if your RPG caters to Andrews. Then yeah. you are gonna you are gonna have a solution for a lot of a, a lot of issues that might might arise. For example, Baldur's Gate One has a, a story st setup that is very much a murderer who's out to get you. So the the motivation comes from that you know they're gonna get you sort of plotline. So you care because it's your character that you made, uh, and you care that somebody's gonna get you. In Baldur's Gate Two specifically, what they did is they got your sister, and My sister. if you make a if you make a character who doesn't care about your sister, then, well, there you go. You don't need to be yeah. an Andrew. You All you need to do is make a character that doesn't care about your family. And that's relatively easy yeah. to make because, you know, evil characters to, to boot. Just somebody who doesn't like... Who doesn't like emo and It's like... But still, what I'm, the point is, my, you don't need to be an Andrew. My thing is, like, it's... It, they never... Like, my problem, though, is they never actually go through with it. So, like, you, you go, like, oh, I, you, you don't care about your sister. I, it's not that I don't care. I want her dead. I want to kill her. <laughs> oh, like I want her completely you're out just, of like. You're existence. just raising the bar. You can, yeah, you, that, but no, I'm but that's sure the, that's the that way that I play public. most stuff. Is I just wipe every living creature off the planet in my pathway to whatever I want. I come up with my own goal, and we that are is the, the flaming that, fist. They say. Well, that's like <laughs> that's the way that so I played. Uh, that's how I played Outer World or Outer Worlds. Outer yeah. Worlds, yeah. Was I created my own goal. And my goal was, I'm going to single-handedly destroy this entire like solar system. And that's what I did. I, <laughs> I went on my entire path doing nothing but whatever I wanted to do. I don't care if it helped people. I don't care if it w ruined people. I, like, I, I uh, put an entire planet to death, basically, because I didn't give either one of them the keys to a, uh, a spaceship. That's not my problem. I don't care. I got my goal at the end. And somehow the game rewarded me. It was like, yeah, you did it. Good job. Good, good ending. <laughs> And I was like, what? What the fuck is this? I had no, I had zero companions. I didn't even take them on my ship. I like, I completely told them no. No, you you're had never Sam. allowed near me. You had Sam, no, didn't I, you? No, the robot? Yeah. 
No, because I had a phobia of robots, so I couldn't have him as a companion. <laughs> I, I, I wanted him so badly because, like, oh god, a robot. He's he doesn't have any personality. And I brought him with me, and I was doing less damage because of my phobia. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And I was like, you have to get off the. You have to get off my team. You're hurting me. Like, You're you hurting me. How will so, Ada like, cope without Sam to clean so her I crevices? Just, so I had to do this entire thing struggling because I I needed someone to carry my my garbage. Because yes. I picked up everything, and yeah. I needed somebody to carry it. So I just put all of my stats into carrying. So I had super huge weight capacity and a super amount of damage. And I had zero talking, zero everything else, because it doesn't matter. I'm here to murder, <laughs> steal stuff, and get to the end. And that was it. And the game just doesn't... would just, just walk into an encampment, and you'd yell at a guy, and he'd be like, but the bottom line, and you'd shoot him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm here to, I've got things to do, sir. I have a bottom line to reach, and it is not here. And just like, like ah, hey, you I go see, to a town. you're trying to sell me on capitalism. Unsuccessful. You, your, exactly. Your it, speech I, check has failed. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would go to another camp, and they're like, oh, we're just wanderers, and we want to take down capitalism. I was like, yeah, but you're grouped up. This is just capitalism light. I don't want it. And just wipe them all out, too. It's like, no, no, oh you can't. God. I don't. You're not allowed to congregate. You're not allowed to hang out with each other. No people allowed. It's a no Hermits people. Like, only. you go to, like, the, I went to the, it, yeah, I just, that's the way I played it. And the game still was like, good job. You defeated the bad board members. There's like, the, like, the, the, the okay. fun thing is there's a character, Naomi, I think is her name, that she, her character is kind of all about that. Kind of all about the, not wanting to deal with people and just being alone and alone is the yeah, way to do it. Yeah, she's an alcoholic. Also that, yes. But, uh, but being an alcoholic is not part of her character. That's just something that she's going through right now. What, what game is that? In Outer Worlds, yeah. I don't I know. Don't you might have never met character. her. because she's I, I, Probably not. <laughs> or you might have not known yeah, she yep. was a companion. Yeah, oh, she's the, a, uh, I mean, if it's a companion, I definitely told them no. If there's ever a point where they, you, they ask when me. When you go to like the acidic planet, like the... the, the the, the just big the one distressing toxic planet oh uh, there's the uh there's there's the african-american lady with the uh she's like the the with the pink hair what she look like she kind of had like Wait, a, is she is she's the she one has that, pink is she's hair she's the, is she yeah, the she drug pink, one she had pink hair and she kind of had like a vaguely didn't she have like a vaguely like gestery kind of theme to her like like she had like a oh like, i didn't notice did, did she have like a diamond pattern on her like green clothes or something wait wait, like, wait wait uh let me see if it's Naomi. It's not. It's not Komi? No, my? No, wait. I, I don't remember. I haven't played it super recently. Yeah. But let me see. Yeah, she's the pink-haired lady. Wait, Nyoka, is she... That's right. Is she the one that's at the bar that asks you to get the drugs for her? Yes, I think so. I think so. so. She's in the, I, uh, in the capitalist light people. I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. No, wait, did I shoot her? No, I didn't do that quest. Uh, I no. I like, didn't do it because she, no. <laughs> well, because I so she was like, I want you to get me drugs. I was like, no, you either gonna help me or I'm leaving. And, and she was left. like, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll do it myself then. So I just left and I wiped everybody else out in the town and just like <laughs> moved on. Like I like because she was like, oh, go steal these drugs for me. So I went into the room or to the house that had the drugs and I got the them. I was like, wait a second, I'm just gonna give her drugs and she's just a druggie. I don't need her. Was, she's worthless. I can do this. <laughs> my playthrough was I just wanted to kill everyone. That was that was it. I just wanted everyone I, I forget. to die. Did you, did you upload this playthrough or did you only upload yeah, the it's, expansion? It's on? Yeah, it's on. You can watch the whole thing. I uploaded my my playthrough. Yeah. It's just 
it's me just being a crazy person. Like I go to a place, <laughs> a guy goes, hey, have you heard of capitalism? I blow his head off and I just keep moving on. And someone goes like, thanks. You, you either ruined is, our life or not. And it's all like, all I'm saying is right. Nuke and you, you'd have been a nice no, be, no, because I asked her one thing. Where is the person? And she goes, well, if you get me the drugs, where's the person? I will fucking kill you. And she's like, I won't do it with drugs. I'm gone. Bye. Like, I don't need you. I don't need you. You need me. That's the Andrew, problem. you need and to get you past me, the first argument. No, you need to get, if you, you, here's the thing. Nice if you want to make, if you make a character that needs me for something, I'm abandoning them. Because that's not how, it's not going to work that way. She's not, do, uh, she's not unattached. Like, you find out that she... The reason she's like that is because she cared about stuff and was hurt. Yeah. And then you follow that whole plot line. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That, there's, that's a whole, just, there's a that's, whole closure storyline. Yeah, it's pretty like, cool. Sounds like I a bunch of drama quest. getting in the way of me murdering people. I don't have time for it. I'm here for the good stuff, which is... The thing is, you probably to went to the place where that drama happens. You probably figured... Well, maybe you didn't figure it out, but like you saw the bodies of the people she lost. <laughs> they were just like, everything. Was like, oh, environmental storytelling skeletons. Oh, well. <laughs> oh no yeah i didn't i didn't like read anything if i didn't have to i didn't i i didn't acknowledge anything really uh because yeah. it, it just it was all a world that i didn't like everything about the world was terrible everybody in the world was terrible I like think what, the, there I was did, nothing to salvage not here. necessarily every game has to be made for andrew but i think there is an argument to be made for the idea that like elder scrolls and modern fallout games should take into account the entire range of complexity of players so, as, yeah. as best as they can because they are so ridiculously popular and played by the most non-RPG fan gamers. They're just they're really they're they're really just base level popular. Like they just exist as their own entity yeah. and not even as a part of a genre. And so it like, just makes the game better as well. Yeah. Like when you're trying to appeal to like options? people that whose only purchases are like FIFA and Skyrim. <laughs> like like you need to consider the idea they may not they might not read anything. They might literally just swing their sword at every random thing. Like they might just the. Yeah. But the yeah, thing my, is, like my uh, my strategy for RPGs is if you don't, if it's not voiced, it's not relevant. That's <laughs> the way I treat I treat plot. And like Cyberpunk does this way too much, where it kept giving me shards all the fucking time, and I was like, I'm not reading this. If you, if you if it matters to me, you're gonna tell it to me in my face, and I'm not gonna I'm not reading a fucking book to find out your yeah. garbage plot. Like there's a lot of no cost thanks. saving measures where they there's a formula to side quests where they try to make the side quest Bioshock as cheap as possible. So well, like yeah. it just dumb <laughs> tapes that you find, and it's like, well, let me tell you about why this tape Those is in the bathroom. Nice. I was running in that the bathroom, a, also and much suddenly shorter a creeper. Game. Well, yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> like that, that's. Yeah. That is a way that I'll interact with your your story is if yeah. you give like sure it's stupid that people record themselves before they die or whatever but yeah and then they also leave the, every single tape in the form of like a playback part one, part device two, <laughs> yeah like it's oh yeah it's also in a device yeah, yeah. like it's it's uh, well in Bioshock's case I, I it's fine because the only way to record a tape would be having a tape player to yeah. record it on no I just so I, that makes sense, I just always find it like I I always get like I was I, I kind of yeah. give a game a game bonus points where you get like a playback device at the beginning and then you keep finding tapes for it because so many games audio logs are just an individual device that would be the thing that was recorded on and every new recording is a new entire device and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> and like yeah. or like how like everyone just like everyone is apparently in, in in other universes like it's like every person in this universe owns 75 ipads 
and they'll write like <laughs> yeah. one text document on that iPad and then throw it in Drop the garbage. Yeah. And like, well, I went through the garbage and found their iPad that says this. And then I found four more iPads to tell the rest of their story. And it's like, the fuck? <laughs> Why is and this? And it says this. this. Like you you can't access other things in it. It's just it says this. Yeah, that's it's it. Just, like the, that's it. That's the, the only function. You don't get to use like, the device for yeah, anything else. Yeah. You know, you can't like sell the device, which it should be worth something. It's just it's one. Plain text some document on it. is all that's on it. It's like what the yeah. fuck? I mean, that's, I that's the thing is like the this? the shards. At least shards are USB sense. drives. Yeah, they make sense because it's something you just plug into your head. You're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, all right, I get the knowledge, but my, yeah, there's my, yeah. my problem with the tape recorders is that they rely so much. Well, it's not not from a like lore standpoint. It's just from a more what the story they're trying to tell is. They rely so much on telling the last few words of people. It doesn't always happen naturally. So, certainly yeah. not in Bioshock, but a lot of games do that. Where it's like, oh, they're coming. The kingdom and you were recording of... all along. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need you to tell that story. You'd write like uh. that. That's you'd what write... he said. He wrote, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly the thing. It's just... Money Pilot made tell... fun of that before video games existed. Before they even did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he and made I, fun and of I, I mean, books I... like 20 years before they existed. I think I don't know the timeline. Uh, it's but from those the 70s, are those are the, that's what the, that's the one big thing I hate about RPGs is like there's so much reading, and I don't. But reading is good, I, I would, Andrew. But I would rather read a book. Like I would rather just read yeah. a fucking book. But because a book it's isn't a, interactive. But that's the that's <laughs> the problem. I'm here to interact. Don't like if I'm not interacting. If I'm reading a thing, I'm not interacting. Yeah, you're, so I'm not reading, playing a game. It's what true. The like fuck get, am getting I doing? the uh, like, getting <laughs> documents of a story that's already been that already happened is not interactive. No, I don't want to yeah, read a story. Fair. I want Actually, to play a story. That's why I'm thinking, playing a game. In many cases, in many cases, you've already killed the guy, and the quest is over, and you're reading about its context afterwards. <laughs> yeah, which is a very... like, let me tell you about my manifesto. Mm -hmm. I'm like, sir, you're dead, and I don't care, and I just move on. Yeah, like, a lot of side quests and <laughs> in, if they don't, if they if they don't feature like one of your main characters and their through line, basically, and by main characters, I mean just any character, like a side character, like. The fucking bartender that takes you on a series of like racing quests and stuff like that's more compelling than most of the fucking gigs where it's like you walk up to the area mysteriously some fixer that knows you're near the area promptly briefs you on this quest that you didn't know about but you knew a quest was there somehow so you went there but you didn't know about the quest before you got there so they brief you like out the front door of the quest about what the quest <laughs> is but they only get they only say like two sentences that are really vague because you actually have to read their email about the quest but then when you're doing the quest you have to read you have to go find and read a bunch of shards that are all around the building that actually explain what the quest is about and what the context is and so on it's like this entire story is non-verbal and it's entirely like people just trying to make a bunch of documents that add context. But mechanically, it's almost always the exact same quest over and over again. You infiltrate a building and you either kill that one dude or grab that one thing. And then they just try to make a bunch of flowery text around that that tries to explain why it matters this time and what the context is this time. But you almost never have choices to make in it. So the context kind of doesn't matter anyway. Unless you're going to, like, yeah. abort the mission and not do it, I guess. But, like, you often done the quest before you even figure out what the quest's full context is anyway. And then you just get the same reward again. It's, like, it's the most fucking rote by the numbers, like, it feels like a Ubisoft game or, like, 
a lot of the side Fallout content in Dragon Age Inquisition and Fallout 4, yeah, where it's like, oh, this yeah. is worse than it used to be. Whereas, like, every side quest, in aside from, like, just, like, generic monster hunts, like, oh, wanted, get this hippogriff, and then you go get the hippogriff. And then some of those would be like, oh, you killed the ghost of the woman in the well, and here's some documents about her tragic backstory would sometimes happen in The Witcher. But a lot of the times you meet like a complex character and they claim they want you to do this thing for them and you go try to do that thing for them. But then halfway through you find out they were lying about the context of the quest and the story evolves and changes and has twists. And like on one level it was formulaic that there would be kept, they kept having like a twist in every mission. Like, ah, oh, there's an additional context you don't understand. But like the fact that they made you con- like be confronted by that and deal with it in dialogue and make choices responding to that change was still just it's just so much more compelling than whatever the fuck most of these quests are in in cyberpunk where you just it feels procedurally generated and it could be you could procedurally generate these like via like what is it called uh like radial quests or whatever the fuck some games call it where it's like they just like spontaneously spawn missions where they gotta get insert name here for insert reason here he's a member of the insert it's the mad libs of rpgs like you can there's games that just fucking generate these on the fly. Like I'm literally yeah. Fallout Four does that. I know yeah. at least, but I'm sure it's, others do as well. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallout yeah, Fallout Four with the uh, the Brotherhood of Steel guy that in your starting town with Preston and everything before it branches off more. He's like, ah yes, I would like you to do thing. You, I would like you to clear this facility. It's full of. Let's spin the wheel. Is it? It's, it's ghouls this time. <laughs> of, the three, of the three enemy types, it's time it's ghouls. And it's like, okay. It's like, oh, yeah, go into this tiger claw den and grab the shard. It's like, cool. I, I can't wait to read two documents that tell me that, like, oh, it was a deal gone bad or something. It's like, and so at some point you've read so many of those shards that it feels like they're saying the same story as the last one you read. And you're like, this is so fucking nothing. <laughs> It's yeah. just, uh, that's the, yeah, that's that's just. I think that's a a symptom of, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the catering to the wrong crowd. Really, they should cater to the to the Andrews, not to the people who want to play the game for oh. two thousand hours. Oh. Cater to the Andrews. It makes the game Don't better. I promise you. It really does. The game better. Like, like the thing is, is like that's a, I like honestly, I walk away from these games having a less less positive experience of the medium. I think that RPGs are kind of just a waste of time. Like, why does it matter? I can just oh kill God. everything and just go to the very end. What's the like? What's the role playing? But what's that's the because story? they don't cater to like, you. They don't. No, ta- they don't. They are catering to me. They're catering to me and letting me have the freedom and the like. Even Outer Worlds gives the like. There is consequences to your actions. Yeah, but I don't care about the consequences because I don't care. <laughs> and that's the problem is like if you keep trying to like include me in some way, you get to a point where your game is so inconsequential that it doesn't like the story doesn't matter. I can just. Yeah, I literally don't remember characters. I don't remember towns. I don't remember anything because I murdered and wiped everything off the <clears> planet <throat> only to be given like a congratulatory weird Evangelion clap at the end. Like you did mm-hmm. it. The world is saved, and while the entire world behind me is gone and on fire and like screaming, <laughs> but and that's it's because like, you, they didn't did cater it. to you. They didn't. Al- but, they didn't no. allow for a, pl- a player like you to have a, if an, they ex- didn't, an enjoyable if they did, experience. But if they didn't cater to me, if they just if they just said no, if they just put their hands up and said no, you can't just wipe everyone off the fucking map. Then it would be different. 
I would have to engage with the people. I would have to actually get the drugs for this lady instead mm. of going, why does it I, matter? I can do the whole story without you and it won't matter and just move on. I am finding like, that like, like one, like if you just have like big divergent choices, there's a big tendency to make every part of the game completely segmented off from every other part of the game so that you don't have to deal with those consequences outside of that particular content module. But uh, yeah. In particular, though, like it, once they add the ability to just shoot people, like just you can just kill that character. You can just kill any character. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, those games often feel almost entirely inconsequential for huge portions of the game in many cases where it's like you just nothing matters because anyone could die at any moment. So we can't let ha almost any NPC have any wider like, ramifications or context outside of like the room they're standing in in many cases. Like a which yeah, is the fallout. Good, that was the Wasteland 3 problem where it's like every character, almost every character, except isolated. for apparently the fucking Reagan statue that they were sure we wouldn't kill, apparently. Uh, <laughs> every, almost every single thing in the game just never gets mentioned again outside of the specific room that they're in, basically. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a whole fucking. <clears throat> there's an entire like weird carnival of like monster people that like theme themselves as, as Halloween monsters and that's like their, their thing and you'll spend hours there. And then the moment you leave, like the mo uh, before you're there, you have like no reason that, to know they exist aside from maybe one or two. Like maybe they'll hear them on the radio. Once. Comments and and yeah. once you finish that area, it never comes up again, except for like maybe if a particular side quest decides to interact with it. But like it's it's even that's like exceptionally rare, and like they it, you won't really hear. And even about that it. side quest, it, it's like go elsewhere in the map. <clears throat> it's not even yeah. Isn't that uh, like you don't need to talk to them again, do you? No, that's not really. It mostly just turns yeah. into a thing where it's it seems it turns into a patchwork of of disparate elements that all get summarized as a series of completely separate bullet points in a credit in in the uh the final text crawl of like here are the consequences of your choices. That one storyline ended the way you did it. That one storyline ended the way you did it. And like they don't build to anything larger, usually collectively. It's just a series of separate content modules that exist but i also like, think oh. that's because the game is very long if it was shorter it wouldn't yeah. feel as it wouldn't it wouldn't feel as uh you know as isolated because it you know you just don't have as much to spread out because yeah. i'm thinking i always think back to the difference between fallout 1 and 2 fallout 1 is a 15 hour game where it has mostly i like what you're saying in terms of isolated quests or isolated quest locations uh, they're fa fairly fleshed out, but they're, it's sort of like Wasteland 3, but it's a short game and you feel like you've made the difference where you made it and you finished your quest and that's it. <clears throat> and then the ending crawl uh, has that effect of, on you of, of just, you know, telling. It's fresh in your mind and you know what's going on. In Fallout 2, what they do is they connect, it, it, they, they fix, they, because it's such a longer game, it's like 100 hours. Um, and, and they connect all the different locations. There's a lot, a lot of quests that that interact with different characters in different places. They need to think, uh, who am I going to get help or from, and uh, where am I going to get this item, or you know, whatever. There's a lot of quests that get you running all over the wasteland, and uh, so it doesn't feel like islands, even though it sort <laughs> of is. It's just that the islands are sort of a little bit more hidden in a way, because if a quest forces you to go elsewhere to solve solve a part of it. it it doesn't mean that it's still not a quest for that that place that you were at it's just you know it's just that they move the character elsewhere but it feels different though i think it makes the yeah. world feel alive because there's connections sometimes it's just 
proximity can help a lot with making things feel connected more. Like I think about how like Disco Elysium exists entirely over like one town block, basically. Like it's yeah. such a tiny chunk of map and every character is so densely packed together and some of them will interact in certain ways. And it's also, but it's also all building off of like the central like themes and events and what's going on with that location that they're all thematically tied, even if they don't interact with each other directly. So like it's, it's harder to clearly emotion, like mentally, like, like cut it into a series of chunks that are all disparate elements the way that it is when it's like literally go to a different planet and drive it like you could like because like you could just go to like a, a planet in outer worlds and save it and go to another planet and just shoot everyone on the planet yeah <laughs> and the game will just keep going and it won't feel like you did anything weird or contradict yourself or anything and yeah. like and like the wasteland 3 was just like whatever's happening right now is happening right now and it didn't matter 10 minutes ago and it won't happen 10 minutes from now and it's like all right well how do i feel like dealing <laughs> with this guy oh he's dead Okay, <laughs> and then yeah. the, and then of course because the game was a disaster. Uh, sometimes if you did make a choice that would have wider ramifications, the game would just forget what your choice was and do something else, which was extra fascinating. Oh, did that happen? I, it never happened to me. But oh like, yeah, we had a it. we had a character yeah. that you can like. You, uh, did you finish Wasteland Three already? Oh, you were talking about Wasteland Three. I thought you were talking about uh, the Outer Worlds. No, Wasteland Sorry. Three. Yeah. Like we yeah, had a, like we had a said, character that you can like like reunite with somebody finish, and try to reconcile them and stuff like that. And we we when we met that particular NPC, not only was that character not with us, we killed that NPC. <laughs> and then that character was like, "Wow, you, with what happened with that guy and meeting with him and so that 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 really just changed my outlook and it literally changed that character's ending. Where with the path that we went down, that character probably would have." <laughs> With the path that we went down, we probably would have had to execute that character for being a traitor. Yeah. But yeah. she just changed teams with us, like, casually because of a thing that she wasn't even there for and didn't happen the way she said that happened. And, it, like, it changed the entire path and just worked out that way because the game forgot what happened in our playthrough. I don't think it forgot. I think they just didn't account for that. Like, they didn't, they didn't have the time to program the option of, like, what happens if you don't bring that character with you and you kill that character? Yeah, they just... Uh, they, oops. <laughs> yeah, they just... It, it Like, they have to just go, like, we don't have the time. We can barely get this stupid game to run properly. I don't think we got time to focus <laughs> on this. It's frustrating because, like, that's, it was a completely valid, a totally normal thing to do. It was completely Wasteland, possible. Wait, Wasteland 3 and Cyberpunk tell me that maybe RPGs are just not possible in the modern era anymore <laughs> maybe we've reached a point it's uh where like it's too difficult to make these things they can't make them 3d it's, just make them 2d wasteland 3 is not even 3d technically it's like <laughs> it, isometric 3d yeah. you can like yeah, you can get fair. away with so much it's shit honestly with that and it's hard to figure out what happened with wasteland 3 it's not confusing time, because too it's much so much worse than the previous things. game you don't even have to play like again we talked about this in the in the previous podcast but like you can literally just beat the game with Animal Whisper and just be done. Oh, with people it. have told me like, as oh, yeah. well. I've I've mentioned it in my let's play, and they've been saying that yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the no, animal, you, animal using, Whisper, the Animal just, Whisper you, meta yeah. is just like too strong. Like you can just damn. give every character Animal Whisper, and they'll just be <laughs> able to can. tame. They can tame something, and it'll be overpowered. <laughs> that's what we did. Uh, yeah, we, we did, were like that's how we literally beat the game. We ha everyone had an animal. It was yeah. stupid. It was like fucking animorphs. <laughs> like, we, we got to the locate. We were we got to the the final siblings like area 
And we just decided, what if we all had animal handling? So we just like put a couple of points in animal handling and all the random assholes that didn't we had have an it yet. object that gave us and animal so handling. We, so we just had if you, six pets. Do you remember? <laughs> we also found out that if you, you give someone animal handling, you can get an object that increases their animal handling. They can get an animal they yeah. want and then just remove the item and they can still have that animal. And so then you can give that item to someone else who can, can then get a higher level animal than they have and then just yeah. keep moving the rotation we had one of every animal like we had a deer a doe and a, they like, never a, tested a, that mechanic not only because no. not only because it was completely unbalanced and broken and clearly didn't work but more importantly it broke the game in other ways in that the game has an unmentioned follower limit that it just doesn't tell you exists and oh. so if you have if you get a certain number of followers it just deletes your other followers yeah, and we lost so, the pro, uh, the pro Yeah, there what happened so on top of animal oh. handling people, there's a series of like plot followers. Yeah, the provost is a random NPC you can meet, and like there's a few other characters we met where like there's just characters like, that will Major follow Tom you forever stuff. that are not yeah. party members and fight and they'll join with you as well, which they'll is follow just you for weird. plot reasons. And if you have these plot followers, but you get six animal handling followers, it just deletes your plot followers without telling you and they just never you just they never come back <laughs> they just go away yeah and they're just Even gone if your animals die as they did they don't come back like we kept yeah. we kept the provost alive the entire playthrough and then one day we just like oh he's gone isn't he he's like oh fuck he just vanished when we got six animal handling followers because this game is a wreck <laughs> but also it doesn't matter because like one one buck was stronger than every enemy in the game. Yes, and, and that's then, so weird. That's, weird. Come yeah, on. all the random pets you can pet tame with animal handling, even <laughs> if you're not good at animal handling. You don't even have to be like, because like there's bonuses to animal handling that give you like bonus stats to your pets and stuff. You don't need any yeah. of those. Just a vanilla ass like level three <laughs> pet will be stronger than your entire party, including the characters that you've tried to make tanks the entire game explicitly. Like yep. like uh like a uh, Bronco your like character my build. yeah was, was it Bronco and Kickboy right yeah Bronco, uh, Bronco was specifically designed the entire playthrough to be the tankiest guy and a melee dude and his whole goal was to be hard to kill and he would regularly get one shot throughout the entire game because the game had no sense of balancing and armor was useless and there was no such the thing armor. as tanking. But the every animal issue. you have was unkillable. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. The, they had like twelve thousand like, health, the and they would time. take like they would they would take like a tiny <laughs> fraction of damage compared to everybody else every time they were shot. It's like, what yep. the fuck, dude? They they that, had so much health, they did so much damage, and they like no the NPCs almost never focused them. They would always focus you, like the players first. They would always focus the <laughs> yeah. humans. So like you have this deer just run up, and you're like, oh that guy's fucking dead, and the deer just like one shots a guy. <laughs> All right, I guess I don't need to be here. Jesus, like, I think, didn't we have didn't we have fights where literally our entire party died, and it was just watching we, animals fight, yeah, and, then we, and then our characters yes. would get back up after the fight was over. Yeah, yeah, the animals would win. Like that was it. That, again, that was because of the buck. The buck would just show up to a person yeah. and two shot him, and it's like boop, wow. boop. And also, and like, like the, the fucking animals the? attack like five times per turn. Yeah, they, they get like so much AP. Wild. It's ridiculous. They have like it's... infinite AP. Meanwhile, the game was such a balancing nightmare that even though we were trying so hard to min-max our characters, they would just get fucking obliterated in one turn, literally before they got a turn in many cases. Yeah. Even, even when you're trying to ambush the enemy team, the entire enemy team would attack first, sometimes twice. Like, 
they would attack they would all attack first and then it'd be quote unquote your turn and everyone on your turn on your team has zero or one ap for some reason so all you can do is end turn and then the entire enemy team gets to turn again because like the game was fucking baffling i genuinely couldn't tell what was happening the entire time with ap we're like for the first two or three turns of combat on a regular basis some people just wouldn't get turns for a while and you would have no idea why and sometimes it was literally I, like your entire team wouldn't have turns or like sometimes in co-op like one of us all of their their characters had gets gets has ap for a turn in there but the other one all of the characters have zero ap and just have to stand there awkwardly and get shot in the face and die before they have a turn it's like i just, that game was a fucking nightmare i don't know how the <laughs> nominated rpg of the year like fuck you Jesus Christ. I, I have noticed I have noticed that um like it's the armor issue is super easy to tell because weapons you start off with weapons that do 10 damage, maybe 20 damage, and then halfway through the game you have weapons that do maybe a hundred damage. Your armor, meanwhile, goes from three to ten. <laughs> and you can see the problem. <laughs> you can immediately yeah, see the problem. You just need to look at the numbers. Like there's it's, there's it's gl- just, there's like a hundred glitches and wrong things that are just like bold faced wrong with that game. Like where it's like, oh that's unfortunate, but then there's just like just the most basic balancing issues like that they have like stuff that they had to know about like any number of bugs could have just been like introduced like oh no the final patch that we did like oh it fucked everything up like oh but we're launching tomorrow oh no <laughs> it's like the, yeah. it's like the nightmares where you're like oh no I, I i the test is today and i didn't study and i'm in my underwear it's like it's like that's what happens when you're fucking like everything gets somehow buggy or right before launch but like the basic balancing of the game being so hilariously wrong, you had to know. There's how the fuck do you not know? So you just like knew your game was just like they had to know their game just wasn't done on a fundamental level, and that none of the combat worked and none of it was balanced even remotely. And so like I there mean, was, you can finish the was, game, so yeah, that's better yeah, than the game is technically be- beatable. That's good enough. Yeah. But like, there's a yeah. There's like, there, there was no like. I I don't I don't know if there even is a play style that will take you through that game and feel good the whole way through. Like, I think everybody will just encounter like bizarre balancing problems that aren't even rare. They're just ever present the entire game, and you're like, I don't know what the fucking intended experience was here. Take okay. a lot of cover and uh, not have any animals. It's it's so fucking weird. Like it's yeah, I, I there at some point there has to be, there has to be a, I don't know what to call it like a, a hey this just isn't this isn't working guys can we not do this anymore type intervention in the industry where like you can't just keep making these games like you can't just keep releasing not products like it, like Wasteland Three is a functional game but at its core it's not, which is a problem like yeah you can play the game. But when you've like actually playing it isn't doesn't feel like you've played a game. It feels like you've kind of tiptoed around a bunch of mistakes in the pursuit of reaching the the end, so you can stop playing the game. I'm enjoying like, I'm I, enjoying the storylines. I think there's some interesting things every once in a while. The game like, you don't but you don't have to do it. Like again, yeah. it's it's so weird how detached every, everything you yeah. do is. Like we like Keith, like we said in the previous, like we literally killed every single one of his children. And each time we went to the 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 patriarch, he's oh, like, "If you I do it again, I fucking <laughs> I swear!" And then you just like kill his other kid. And he's like, "I told you, I if you do it one I more time, I'll fucking." That. And it's like, 
It's like, oh my god, dude! You get, like it was more funny to watch him try to like, like in his mind, do circles to try to like justify not killing you on the spot, rather than like the, the entire story in its entirety. It's like it was so funny, like killing his kid and be like, oh, we get to go talk to him. What's he gonna do? Yeah. How's he gonna, how's he gonna justify this in his head to not wipe us out? And it, yeah, it, it's just like. But then you go to the very end of the game. And you're like, all right, we're here. What's going to happen? He's like, you, why I ought to? It's like, oh, my God. Is this really <laughs> just like, is this all you are as a character? And you just like, like this giant hype thing. And then we just fucking like take it out in like one turn. You shotgunned it once and it was over. And it was like, I'm just. <laughs> my shotgun was fucking nonsense by the end. It just killed just like, anything. God. I don't know why the numbers were that way. It just was. <laughs> It was. I didn't it was do any. Stupid, I didn't it was do like any the most, clever specking. It was just the most no. basic. Like, I love that my shotgun. And I got a nice shotgun, and it goes. Well, <laughs> we put stuff on it. Like we did do. We added like buffs to it to make it stronger. But it wasn't like. I mean, the main thing is that whenever the blue icon was ready, which was all the time, it just would. Yeah. Ex- everything in the entire cone died instantly. That yep. is very very powerful, including boss fights. Yeah. <laughs> it's like which, why uh, is again, this in the game? It's hilarious when like the boss fight is this big ordeal and it's like you you have to sit there and listen to someone talk and you have to watch this whole cutscene and then Keith just walks right next to it and shotguns it and it dies instantly and you're like what the fuck are we doing yeah. why did we do all this what's happening it, it is this felt real like when you play an MMO like, and like the boss fight has seven phases and all these different things you have to learn the dance of and everything but then you come back three expansions later and one shot them and all of its scripting breaks and he just teleports and fades out of existence and then a cutscene plays <laughs> and it like doesn't know what to do and like you can you leave the cutscene and you're in a different location because that's the location where the phase three was supposed to happen or whatever like i just awkwardly blew him up and then he's just like kind of like standing clipping through the middle of the zone tank while he talks to us <laughs> while we make our final <laughs> choices it's like i don't that's, think the game yeah. was meant to go this way i think <laughs> what the fuck happened oh uh, my god I look forward to reaching the end. It's probably going to be a few more months for yeah. me. But like that's that's how I felt with the I'm end of Cyberpunk. That though. game's lasting the way it is for you. I mean, yeah. I didn't kill the Gippers immediately. I I waited a few episodes. Ah, uh, you see a dialogue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We, we just what we a, just had a very long situation. one hour fight. <laughs> Did you kill the robots as well? Yeah. We, no. 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 We, we, no they no, just uh, wouldn't talk to us. Oh. That's the yeah, thing. they were that's, our friends because we yeah, killed that's, Reagan. That's, that's the thought I meant to explain weird. before is that like, here's it, here's why it sucks so much to have games where you can just kill NPCs in many cases is that like, one, it leads to games being so segmented and isolated that nothing feels like it's consequential because they're afraid you'll just kill the people in that area. But two, if they ever have the balls to make anyone seem important, if you do kill that person, then what happens is just like hours and hours of content you like an ambitious game that nails it and follows through really well and everything would be like okay here's the alternate story to deal with this entirely branch where this character is dead or whatever but wasteland 3 is just like nah all those NP- that entire quest hubs just turned off yeah so kill yeah, so like we, we were we were faced with like an incredibly obvious villain boss fight of like here's a giant mechanical ronald reagan that's executing people for red scare reasons right in front of us i can just shoot him right now why would i not do that but not only does that turn off the entire quest hub 
that you were standing in at the time, it turns off the entire next quest hub. So that area also has Oof. no quests. So the entire robot <laughs> settlement just doesn't have quests. We just walked around in a circle, talked to a few people, and they're oh, all like... Oh, that's, the, that's the area that you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's two basically attached areas. It's weird yeah. that it does. It, it turns off the other one, to be fair, but... Not but, only does it turn yeah, off all a of the lot quests, of content there. but one of them ha is the guy that teaches you... Had, uh, one of them is the, per the only person in the entire game that can give you, like, cyborg parts and make you a cyborg. So you lose that f entire feature of the game <laughs> because of the fact that, like... It, and it's like it's also confusing because like you're you're introduced to to Reagan by him executing a robot. So you think they'd be like, oh, you got rid of the guy that's been killing us all, but it's like no, they they're like they're like mad at you for killing the guy that was killing them. And it's like what? And it's like it doesn't make sense that they're mad for in that way exactly, but it's just the fact that all of their quests must have been dealing with Reagan in some it way. Was, so yeah. that's just the placeholder dialogue. That's all they can say about the fact that all of their quest lines broke because he killed this one character that's evidently <laughs> the most important character in the game, maybe even more important than the Patriarch. <laughs> uh, It's sort of... It's kind of... It, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's the most important character so far. It's sort of inconsequential, really. It's it's uh, it's more of a prop for, for the Gippers than necessarily a character, but... Yeah, but them. I mean, like, that one character dying <laughs> has more impact than any other character death in the game. <laughs> Just to give you an, uh, an idea, the the moment I, or I found the Gippers on episode 68, and oh I'm up to episode 80, and that's half an hour each episode. So that's oh all God. the... That's, that's the one hour that you got is uh, six hours? But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of content. I gotta remember. Yeah, I, got I, I have to remember that. Yeah, the, there's a difference in episode lengths because ours are an hour yeah. long. But uh, how long was ours? I, um, ours was forty. So we had a forty-hour playthrough, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so still, yeah, year eighty or so should it was around the time we were finishing the game. Yeah, I, I this is my first. Uh, that's my first uh, son or not child. That's the one. My first child of the patriarch is the one that's in the keepers. Yeah, I uh, it it also features. An, oh God, uh, I am very yeah, pedantic. Have you even finished with the one child yet? <laughs> yeah, I just I did. Yeah, just now just on episode eighty. Whoa! Uh, what? Wait, how? Because <laughs> I, I I spend well half of it is the fact that I go through all the dialogues, but the other half is that I spend a lot of time rambling about pedantic stuff that I was gonna talk about. In this area, you get the chance to you meet a robot who wants to have sex, and you can have sex, and the game. Treats it as if it's something out of this world, and I'm like, yeah, well, it's just a sex robot. That's We have that in real life. <laughs> and so I went on a tirade about that. Um, but yeah. And then the we thing beat is... We the game the, in like 40 episodes. Holy shit, that's crazy to me. And the, and the thing yeah. is, there's it, it, the robot comes up Never to you and says, hey, the I really... Never underestimate the power of standing still and talking. <laughs> Uh, the game, the robot comes up to you and asks, hey, I want to have sex. And you're like, okay, or whatever, however you want to have the dialogue. And then it fades to black, and then it comes back, and one of your companions, or my companions anyway, says, I will never be able to unsee that. <laughs> and that raised even more questions. Because apparently what they Jeep. watched. <laughs> apparently they watched, and also why Why would you not be able to unsee somebody? They're like, what What did I do? What is this? You're like, why did they, why did they watch? Why? Why was this a was this a group endeavor? <laughs> yeah, I th I, th I honestly thought he was gonna be because I mean it's a big robot. There's plenty to go it's around. It's a big but... robot. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I'm say all I'm saying is, you know, the robot has appendages. This, this, it works. For, <laughs> no, I'm just sure. imagining like a fucking beholder. Like it's just this like floating <laughs> ball of like orifices. <laughs> it's like, ah, there's so many <laughs> slots to use. <laughs> Yeah. Got, yeah, it's just got appendages and orifices just on every surface as it floats oh, in the man. air. I'm sure I'm sure somebody drew that already. It can service an entire party. What? Like a beholder where the eyes are dicks? A beholder. Yeah. Like all the, exactly. eyes, the eye stems or stalks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's not even that weird by internet standards. I will I will not even look it up because otherwise it's Yeah. No. The dildolder. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I wonder how they would call it. I, uh, uh, yeah. Still, that's. I mean, that at least you can't get confused about what it does. Yeah, the because the question is, do what we want to do? Like whether or not you wanted to make a uh, what do you call it? Fuck. Uh, whether or not you want to portmanteau it. Yeah, yeah. Where it's you merge the words. There's yeah, probably I, like a smart pun. We yeah. should ask Bird. He knows this stuff. He's he's an expert. Yeah, I always had to remember that you're you don't necessarily make daily videos of each game either. Which yeah, is part it's of why Wasteland is still lingering about. I've been doing that for a long time. Not everyday videos. I think it it works you, better for me if I, whenever I'm like, if I'm really hyped to play a game, I get you know I get to play however long I want. But if I'm not really feeling like it, it it slows it. The fact that I don't do it every day allows me to means you don't have to come back to that much i would just yeah. i just feel like that's a lot of narratives to feel to like hold in my head at the same time because they're all narrative yeah, games that's why i, I play a lot I of old games so point. i know the plots <laughs> like back when i had my my other job and i was doing this in parallel i kept like trying mm -hmm. to be like ah like basically every game that fell in the umbrella of like the kind of game that I figured I was supposed to kind of try to cover. I would immediately make a video on day one of the beginning of the series, and then they would start stacking up too fast for to, they weren't they weren't getting finished. So I was like, ah, uh, oh yeah. Now they're every other day, so that I can like still <laughs> be updating them all simultaneously and so on. But there's just too many playthroughs at once, and it's like i'd have this nightmare spreadsheet of like here's my eight playthroughs that are happening right now and it's like fuck this fuck this <laughs> i remember you doing that like i have yeah. i have like a vague version of that now kind of but it's different because i have my uh i have my four main playthroughs that are the real schedule and then there's like the vague aspect of like and then there's multiplayer which is more like like there's the andrew playthrough and the stephanie playthrough and the and the bird playthrough, and then there's whatever the fuck happens when the multiplayer group meets up on the weekend, and it's just like, when it's there, it's there, or whatever. But that mm -hmm. does functionally lead to more playthroughs, although a lot of those don't have stories. Well, you you did have a lot of trouble with the Luigi Castle one, when you went on a hiatus for like a week. Uh, I, I, no, that was Luigi's Mansion was on a hiatus for like three months, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, oh it was man. So what, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because what okay. happened is... No wonder you had troll. Well, it was being played on uh, on Stephanie's schedule, which is the same way as like Andrew and so on, where it's just like, you know, just whenever we get around <clears> to it, we it's like we meet up whenever we feel like it and we record it. And then I kind of then I cut it into episodes and space it out in a reasonable way to just kind of come out here and there. 
Uh, oh, that's why it seems in the middle of that happening, Patreon nominated uh, Phoenix Wright. And I'm like, oh, God, a visual novel. Like, I kind of, I definitely want <laughs> a second person for that, like, like with Zero Escape and everything. So we just put Louis just mentioned on hiatus because we needed to record Phoenix Wright. And specifically, we had to have the relatively aggressive schedule of being able to put out like a, a daily video as opposed to like the weekly videos was Luigi's Mansion. So like we we, it, we it just wasn't time for it. It's like we had to we yeah. had to completely stop that because like this this playthrough is mandatory, whereas Luigi was just a thing we were electing to do because there's nothing more mandatory than whatever the current Patreon playthrough is like that's I'm like <laughs> beholden to that. Like that's a, a promise I've made. Uh, so like that's just yeah. So it was that was a hundred episode playthrough. So Luigi's Mansion was gone for a while, and then we came back and finished it once we were done with that. Uh, and then something similar Phoenix happened Wright. with with Y two K, but yick. But that was just because we wanted to do <laughs> we, we just wanted to do a uh, <laughs> we just wanted to do a Halloween event. So we wanted to play horror games throughout old October, and then we just came back when we were done. Phoenix Wright is the best worst written game ever. <laughs> It's like not not even it's stupid not even in a lot of ways. 999. But it's so but much it's so good it's as well. So much more enjoyable than nine nine nine. So per, much more. Its yeah, personality absolutely. is better and its characters are more fun and that makes that makes up for the nonsense. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like l- literal plot holes that are always in these books. Like you'd think you'd think that maybe the 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 detective crime series might be more bulletproof, but it's just riddled with plot holes i think part of it is the fact that the characters are made to be likable like even the villains are made to be likable well not all of them the dlc decided not to do that but the 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 main game i think like every character is there to make you as a player have a good time and in in 999 that's not the case a lot of them are you know obviously that it's it's almost every character is infuriating and you're so yeah, if you're gonna write a story with infuriating characters, you need to be really good at writing, because otherwise, you just why would I? Yeah, but then, well, then, the not, reason why I watched the Let's Plays because Andrew and you were complaining so much. They're often not was charismatic, fun. like, like fucking Edgeworth is infuriating, but he's fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> Edgeworth is yeah. a great character, but absolutely, like, Santa is just. I want to no. die. <laughs> no, no, I did. It. That's the worst of them all. It's worse than the. I don't remember Clara. What was her name? The one with the pompons. Uh, the one that I, I'm gonna spoil. I was gonna spoil Clover. things, but Clover. That's the one. She's she's very infuriating, but at least she had. I think she accidentally is the best character. Clover. Because <laughs> she, I mean, I mean, she's so infuriating. She's so weird and nonsensical, and and just sort of out of nowhere. And like she's used so often as as the the way for the plot to advance. Because she comes with like she has moods, Wait, and what? she has. I don't know if I can emotionally go process like going back to these games and thinking about them again. I don't know. Yeah, if you that's. Need... I think you're. Uh, I think you're like gravely overestimating the role that. God, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how by the time you finish nine. I'm, tr- I'm, th- I'm thinking about like by the time you finish 999 and Zero Escape, in both cases, multiple characters, like you find out the reason for what's happening and why everyone's there <laughs> and what the plot was. And it's, that's asinine in its own way. But then you look back at all the characters and you're like, there's, there's always like 
one to three characters that have actually doesn't actually doesn't make sense why they're there in the first place and like and you're like wait this is like a life ruining experience and you've incorporated they're incorporated into this and it's like why the fuck is this character here like what like you didn't actually justify this by the end though like you promised to 999 Uh, is a is a game written like you know you you come up with a story in your head and you're like okay it's got this plot and it's got this twist and it's going to be amazing and you write it and it's and you the story, write, right? you work backwards from there and then it just, it, but you just 999, shove all the Play-Doh pieces into your fucking puzzle set and hope it fits. But if that, like, the, if you do that, it works more or less. 999, what 999 does is I'm going to come up with five or ten twists that are all going to work together and then in the end it's going to twist again and it's just so many there's so many nonsense non- nonsensical ends on a cliffhanger reveal like slide painting that is retconned <laughs> immediately out of the next game like that's how no plan nonsense everything is and how nothing makes sense. yes i forgot the mummy it, like because she set up as to be a mummy but then it isn't oh no uh. <laughs> but i had fun Watching Th- that's not canon. Three it's times literally now. the ending of the game. Oh, yeah. I, I I hate I yeah I. No. The second one is worse. Nope, nope, nope. Right? I hate I hate the Zero Escape series and it's right. The second game never... is worse, right? I mean, it's uh, only worse because worse it's so long. Yeah, it's worse so, because it's longer and it still so it, doesn't make any sense yeah, at the end of it. Like where you're like, what the fuck? It introduces like five hundred stupid things. They were yeah, it's the moon, but they it, didn't know. They had so the much more time, time to be stupid <laughs> in so many ways. And they like, were on it, drugs it is, the whole game. It's so much more up its own ass complicated. And all yeah, the reasons yeah, complicated are even dumber. And they keep getting dumber. And it's like an infinite fucking Russian nesting doll of stupid explanations that just keep contradicting <sighs> each other or being just fucking convoluted for no reason and not in any kind of cool way like people come out of this thing like wow it's it's like inception and it's like uh this isn't none of this was cool complicated even if you I mean, like those if you kinds like of in, things if you like inception just for i mean inception isn't really a plot twisty kind of movie but no but, but if you like a movie people, f- no but i just mean how people marvel about like the mechanics of its narrative st- storytelling and like the the layered mm-hmm. thing that was happening, or like Memento, for example, like Christopher Nolan has a bunch of movies where he's specifically known for having this like complicated structured storytelling with a thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like Memento in particular is a lot of that, where every scene is being shown in reverse order, and like that's just, and there's a mm-hmm. reason for that and everything. And he's kind of up his own ass about that. I've 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 heard. I've been hearing that that like like this backfired hard with Tenet, but I haven't watched it yet. Where it's just like, uh, yeah, uh, Nolan, stop. Because he's kind of turning into Shyamalan. Where it's like, here's my one gimmick. I have to make every movie in this style now. <laughs> and it's like, uh, maybe not. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch uh, Memento or the other one that you mentioned. Memento's good. Uh, what that's, I'm uh, saying that's is worth that watching. it's okay to like good fiction for reasons that are not necessarily what make it good. Yeah. And... It, it's just it's important for you to realize that just because you know because like i don't know i uh let's let me think i like shakespeare let's just c- oh, come yeah, up with like the people most that wa- it's like people that like uh people that like breaking bad because they see it as like a wish fulfillment power fantasy for walter white and it's like <laughs> no <laughs> incorrect but, that is not anyone's that- intention of that narrative <laughs> no but the, but if you if 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 it's if that's your thing 
I mean, don't talk to me, but don't it's fine. <laughs> just don't try to justify other series being like that for that for those reasons, because that's not why Breaking Bad is good. It's like the reason why Breaking Bad is good, if we're using that example, is because it, it's consistent for one. It's very consistent from start to finish. And it, t it tells a long story with few words, all things considered, because it's very focused on the day to day. Uh, that's my take on, on Breaking yeah. Bad. Uh, and it, it, the long story is for you to appreciate, and it's it, it's not there. And then at the end, obviously, it comes all to the whole thing. But it's it's a complicated series, and that's what I think what that what makes it good. If oh, you're gonna analyze it as just a, an old dude fuck. becoming a drug lord, and that's cool, that, that's not. And you can't use Breaking Bad to justify that. Is what I'm saying. And if, if you if you look at at. Uh, Inception and uh, how complicated it gets, and you say it's good because it gets complicated. You're taking the wrong lesson out of the movie. I feel. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's just the thing that people like fixated on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're taking. I'm, I'm not talking yeah. to you, Keith. Yeah, I'm just talking. I just, I just realized I, the fucking like the grave <clears throat> that Andrew has dug himself. What? And Andrew? We're gonna be uh, playing Zero, Zero Time Dilemma in 2021, <laughs> like this year. What? And possibly, if if is you're if you get enough audience members, sure. Because Andrew has repeatedly said at this point that he'll do yeah. a Zero Time Dilemma when I hit 100,000 subscribers. I will. And I have 94. What? I, know this. I have 94,000 subscribers. Yeah. If if you get 5,000 or 6,000 like more subscribers, I get like a thousand a month. So that means we're probably playing Zero Time Dilemma in like. July. <laughs> it could be faster if you tell your friends and family about subscribing <laughs> to Keith like Ballard. It's like the promotional thing. It's like a well, really. All my subscribers like, are already subscribed like to you, so I can send them your yeah, way. It's like one of those infuriating, <laughs> like, thing where the thing is where the YouTuber keeps, like, making a claim, like, if I get this many subscribers, this series will happen in, like, every video, but I'm not the one making it. And Andrew just decided this is the fucking threshold for some reason. It's not even his channel. He's not even, like, this many subscribers on Sad Games. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big deal. 100,000 subscribers is a pretty, is a pretty yeah, good Yeah, I get, like, a chunk. toy, I get, like, a toy trophy thing. Do yeah. I? I keep hearing people saying that they don't send them anymore. You have to request it. Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, you have to you, you have to request that you get it, and I think you have to like I think you still have to like pay shipping or something for it, mm. and then they'll send it your way. But uh, I mean, it's you know, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Subs in the last thirty days, nine hundred. So yeah, he's right. Every every month, he gets days. almost about a thousand. My dashboard says I have a thousand, a thousand dollars from, from the last twenty-eight days. It lies. No, well, I'm, I'm it, I don't trust at, it. I'm, I'm just looking at Social Blade, so it doesn't have. That would be really access. funny if Social Blade was more accurate than the, the actual <laughs> creative tools. And yeah. it's, when it's just scraping data off the website, <laughs> they'd be like, "What the no, fuck's the, wrong uh, with you?" I don't like the dashboard. Either way, but, that's still yeah. That's yeah, still, no. uh, that, that's an outlook for 2021. Is uh, oh. you may get it. You may get a return to zero escape, which is it's like this. The we survived 2020 celebration. <laughs> Even zero time <laughs> dilemma can happen now. <laughs> we survived 2020. Let's make us regret it. <laughs> I mean, I look. I look forward to it. I've wanted to do this. <laughs> Why? It's such a bad game. Why would you want to play it? Closure. <laughs> 
closure? closure. <laughs> Just to finish the series and see how it ends and the stupidness of it all. Maybe it's going to be better. Maybe it's you're not going to want to tear your eyes out every time. That is a thing that, is, that I keep entertaining the idea of, in particular, because this is supposed to be the game that the fans are don't like and are mad about. Oh, and so I'm like, does that, that mean I'll like it more? <laughs> like, what if it, the choices that are controversial are things that I'll like more? Because, like, I mean, I'm like... I already thought this before, before either of these pieces of media came out, but more recently it's like The Last Jedi and, and Last of Us 2 happened and everyone's mad and then I play it and I'm like, this is like the this is like the best thing this year. This is great. Like this is, I'm really confused right now about what I was supposed <laughs> to be mad about. So it's like, what if Zero Time Dilemma is this big controversial game that the fans hate and then I play it and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> this is way better. I... I, I'm under the impression because people have constantly told us that this one or this one or this one is going to be the good game. I'm the, under the impression that yeah. zero fucking of the zero escape games are possibly ever going to be good. And mm -hmm. everyone just has the one that isn't stupid enough for them to give up on. So there's like somehow they like somehow one of the games reaches a limit where they're like, I can't I can't even entertain the stupidity. But they pick the one that is the least of all of them and say that's the one that was the People good one. People usually say Zero like, Escape is the best one, but... Which is baffling, because think, Zero Escape is the I'm, dumbest one. Like, I think, I'm, <laughs> well, yeah, it's incredibly bad. But among, among, many, <laughs> among many other things, it also has the fucking cheat code of just not having to end. Because mm. that's the fucking twist here. Uh, 999 was like a relatively self-contained thing that ends, basically. And then Zero yeah. Escape is like, no, it's a trilogy. And like many trilogies that are originally just supposed to be one movie, the center, the middle one, like Empire Strikes Back or like Pirates of the Caribbean 2, whatever it was called, uh, like they just kind of like set up a bunch of story. And like even when they sound like they're going to kind of end, they kind of just like abruptly like kind of roll credits while not resolving the problem and just leaving it open ended for a future thing to deal with later. And just to some extent, if, if people then like hate the follow up that finishes the story, I'm kind of like, well, then maybe you kind of hate the previous one, too, because that one that that was the one that set up like that's just one story in many cases. Yeah. Like in many cases, yeah. the second and third movie is just one story cut in half, like Harry Potter <clears throat> seven part one and two. Uh, or it's like that's just one story, basically, that that's meant to be experienced continuously, essentially. And because and like. It's like it's kind of like cheating to be like, oh yeah, that's my favorite one, the one that, you know, doesn't tell is a plot-heavy thing that doesn't bother resolving its plot and just leaves it for no, no, no. to be somebody else's problem later, and then and then it's like that's a problem for future me, and then later on it's like, oh god, I'm future me, I don't know how to finish the story. But Keith, but Keith, it's like uh, Game of Thrones. The fourth season is the best one, and it's the one that sets up the ending that nobody liked. Yeah, well, the fourth season can, also is, like the, the, is, is also thankfully the conclusion to a lot of the first three seasons of stuff. There, it, it, it's, I, it's I, I used mixed, it as just an mixed, example, but yeah, it it's, also, a mixed, yes. it's a mixed bag. Yeah, I personally I prefer the first one, but maybe it isn't uh, the best. I mean, I mean, Game of Thrones starts really strong, and to to its credit, it is it is all the setup to someone's story, but then it became the conclusion of somebody else's story. <laughs> somebody else's because story. Because they ran out of the first someone's story and had to make the, their own ending. And also we're in a real big hurry all of a sudden to end. That's, that's, yeah, because they have a Star Wars that, to ruin. And then they, then they got canceled. 
<laughs> because so they suck so much. It's so frustrating <laughs> that they like they had a chance to do Star Wars, so they no. They it's just... not frustrating. It's just just desserts. That's what no, they get. No, I mean it's frustrating that that's what that's it's frustrating that that's why oh, right. it happened. I mean, it's frustrating from the I Game see. of Thrones perspective. Oh yeah, the fact for sure. that they. They fucking the create the creators of the Game of Thrones show for those don't don't know basically jumped ship and wrapped up the project as quickly as possible because they were quickly they were they were so ready to to jump onto this new project because they were gonna get like the chance to work on Star Wars and stuff like that and so even though there was clearly like years of story left to resolve they just kind of resolved all of it in the in like the shortest season so far. And then just ran, and that's why it's among many other things. That's why the last season is just so fucking miserable. And then yeah, the <laughs> thing that they were supposedly doing just doesn't exist anymore anyway. So it's like, wow, clap clap, great job. But, Good, like like the but, last three seasons before that were already declining in quality. Yeah, but that one was astronomically bad in a way that did not match up with their with how they were handling things until then. They clearly just were like, "Nope, we're out. We're just, we just want to go," and like, fucking George R. R. Martin wanted the show to keep going. HBO wanted the show to keep going. Like, no one was in their way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet HBO wanted to. I mean, it's, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> but to tie up to how we started, it does have a fantastic soundtrack. <laughs> it is one of my favorites. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, bum. It's, and it's also really like it's it's out of um it's very complicated from a musical perspective. It's not like cliche, it doesn't sound cliche, and that's yeah. because of things that goes on with the composing. But and, but it also it's so good. Like uh, especially the last season, I think the last season ha was the best in terms of soundtrack. The second season was very good as well, but the last season has some moments that are just outstanding incredible which which they also had to to be because the, the cinematography was while it was really good it was also like that's the thing that with the last season of game of thrones is that even though it was rushed the episodes were very very slow because they just i don't know why like scenes that could take one minute took two or three and it was really weird there, yeah like, I, the, they're also long episodes individually yeah, so that was yeah. a weirdness. But no, the first like I think the, I remember correctly like there was there was I was hopeful because like the first two episodes are actually like very good. Yeah, and then you get to like the, the let's start one. resolving things, and then all of that's like oh god, why are we going so fast? Why is everything a night? Well, nothing makes sense, and you just start snapping characters over their knee. <laughs> it was like no, stop it! I love them. <laughs> uh, and just ruining did, did, every character arc, and uh, I have them all getting drunk together in the night before the battle was like. I think that was the oh, best part. This is going to be a good season. Then it that wasn't. was yes. <laughs> yeah, there's one scene in the fourth episode that foretells the ending of the series, and there's like a whisper that goes on in one particular scene. I don't know if you. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but there's one particular scene. It's the scene with the the Starbucks cup. cup. <laughs> and there's a whisper in the background, and I was on the lookout for it because I sort of had my own theories about what how the ending was going to be. And you can hear the whisper. And I've been looking for, a, well, I mean, I haven't looked in a few months. But every once in a while, I look up uh, online, see people talking about that whisper. Nobody has ever mentioned the whisper that tells the ending of the story. And I commented on the your whisper. Discord, Keith. There's a whisper where I commented on a dis on your Discord. I think it was like in January. I don't remember the, the date exactly, but I think it was like right after the episode went up. 
and uh, people were like, ah, I don't know if it's there. And I told it like on fourth episode how the season was going to end, and it did. And I am the only person in the world that knows it because nobody I, ever commented about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not going to check. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so, 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 I'm it's convinced ba- you're just making stuff up. <laughs> No, I'm so, well, like, uh, it's time uh, to start a wild the, scavenger hunt where I trick you into watching like the worst episode of TV <laughs> without without spoiling it. It's the twist for the main character for Daenerys. Uh, it's foreshadowed it's foreshadowed by a whisper that she hears. In I mean, the, the fourth the quote episode unquote, twist was foreshadowed since the first like season of the show. Well, it was, but it wasn't. Also, it might even it, be the like, intended it, ending of the show. Except I don't for think the it, fact that they just fucking did it. They didn't earn it. They did it wrong. They did like it that, wrong. I'm, I don't think like it was very well. It might probably. be the way that the story ends, but they didn't actually yeah, earn any actually. of it and do with the part yeah. where they tell a story to get there. But if they, but I'm what I'm saying is that if they made the whisper a little bit louder, people would have heard it and they would be like, "Aha! I know where she's gonna go with this." And then we already, the we already mostly knew. But so many people were like, "This came out of nowhere." That was all. It, the, it came out of nowhere the because they didn't tell a story that actually got to that point. That's that's true. Yeah, that's just that's not how just not how stories work. But but if you're gonna foreshadow that level of character development, it can't be just retroactively it applied. Can't you can't an, look. It can't be like an Easter egg. But like a, that's a, a that's weir, what a it weird feels like. Wouldn't fix the season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like an Easter egg, but it's like a fundamental plot development. I feel that if, honestly, if they made it louder, because it, it, it's audible if you have, you know, the, a good headphone uh, headphone pair or whatever. But um, it's, it's well, yeah, not you're, very you're loud. You're talking about like some a, moment where she like stares into space and she's like hearing something yeah. no one else can hear. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, it's probably like this. I think I remember a scene where like everybody is meeting together. Uh, yeah. In a scene, and she kind of like has a crazy look for a second there, and she hears something. Yeah, she hears what has been foretold, but I'm not going to spoil it because there's no point in it. Um, and uh, and if you, if more people heard that, they wouldn't be surprised than when the I mean, sixth episode shows. They wouldn't be surprised because they set up that plot point like ten times technically over the course of the show. It's just they didn't actually tell the story of how it got there. Like they didn't. Yeah. It, it was but the whisper a, a would be a little flips, bit of a help. A light, a, like a, a fucking light. Like uh, it's kind of like Rise the of Skywalker, would... where just like characters just arbitrarily switch sides in the course of like a three minute scene, and this is just going too fast. Wow. And you just didn't really? like, like in Rise of Skywalker. There are things that could have been a good movie, but they didn't get there. They just teleported there, <laughs> and that's what that's what Game of Thrones did. I've heard, I, I never watched Rise of Skywalker, but I've heard like easily half a dozen podcasts about it. Oh my God. Uh, including I, yours. It's one of the most unwatchable yours. movies I've ever seen. But I like the podcasts. I like people hearing people ragging on that, that, uh, in that movie. Like I have, I have, I have rewatched the prequels so many times and just been like, oh yeah, here's, here's all their stupid flaws and how silly they are and whatever. And here's the, like, that's dumb and that's dumb and that's dumb and whatever. But like, you just, I could just watch them. It's great. Like it's whatever, who cares? Uh, they're just not great, but I can just, they're, they're totally watchable movies. Rise of Skywalker is like aggressively unwatchable. <laughs> like I wanted out in a way, like I haven't felt since like, I think the movie priest and suicide squad where I'm like, I want to leave. I want to leave the theater. I don't want to, be here this is such aggressive it's like 
it's it's specifically among other things it's like the the fucking like bad adaptation of a book kind of editing where you're like why is this moving so fast like fucking uh john connor of mars or whatever it's called john mars man <laughs> whatever it's like an old comic that's like older than superman that's like the pre the kind of the setup of the idea of superman and they they did john of mars or whatever like a few years ago a movie adaptation and it's like oh i've it, heard of this yes it's such an alien world and such an alien story and it's such a big Wasn't convoluted it supposed to be source material and they, and made they just it tell one? it in fucking fast forward for the whole movie and it gives you a headache and i'm like i want to leave i don't want to be here this isn't fun <laughs> Simplify the well, story if you if you can't give it time. Just simplify it so, so at least that what at least, we get can be fun and be well told. <laughs> Otherwise, I just want to leave. At least Suicide Squad is going to get the Snyder Cut, which I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit show. <laughs> people thought My that God. was a good director because he, he made a good movie. He made a movie <laughs> people liked before that one. But then after Suicide Squad, he made Bright. So maybe he just sucks. Because <laughs> Bright I think is horrible. <laughs> I I watched half of Bright after seeing somebody be really mean to Bright. And I was like, hmm, I think this would be fun to watch. It was not fun, fun to no, watch. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's, like, and Bright I, it's is surprising. actively horrible. <laughs> it's very surprising why it's not fun to watch. Because like, lives don't movies matter can... today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was ready for that. Hot. I was ready it's for it. I saw, I think it was Lindsay Ellis that, that, that made a movie, uh, a how video about it. How many times does Will Smith say that when he thinks about his career? Like, uh, it's rewind time. Uh, like, never had a friend like me. Just, God. I, I'll never I forgive him felt, for strangling that dog. It, what? In real life or in a movie? There's a movie oh, where he's, he's he going through all of his. Yeah. There's a movie where he strangles a dog. I've seen a lot of Will Smith <laughs> oh. movies. I, I grew up watching I, yeah. so much of Men in Black over and over again. Hmm. Was it Men in Black that he strangled a dog? <laughs> that would be a fucking tone change for Men <laughs> Jesus Black. Christ. <laughs> Little known fact: that Men would... in Black also scored by John Williams. Brought <laughs> 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 a full circle. Probably not. John Williams. No, it's not. See you guys it next time. We need, to, we need to cut. The, we're late. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, <bye. laughs>